Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. I'm excited to have Cam with me as well. And yeah, quite a few of you in the chat already, so good to have you guys in. And we'll wait a little bit. But Cam, how are you doing, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How are yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Exciting time of draws out. We're talking about it. Busy <laughs> times for you as well. Um, and a busy couple of weeks ahead. But um, yeah, I mean, initial thoughts generally on the draw. Like, we're happy with how exciting it's going to be because you're going to be covering a lot of matches as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a massive first round matches. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th I found like I don't know if you watched the draw live or it might have been maybe a bit late, but yeah, yeah. the first thing that happens is Fiance gets Kenan, and after that, it was just like <laughs> it's just it was just crazy. So yeah, yeah the I'm WK a madness. I felt. Oh yeah, and then it was like Collins, Collins Kerber, and then it went from there. But um, yeah, there's there's some crazy first rounds, and then there's just some really like. Like Djokovic versus a qualifier and all those ones like as well. So it's kind of it's yeah, a nice yeah. mix for day one and two, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like Sabalenka and Djokovic have got qualifiers, so they'll be happy, like defending champs. But yeah, yeah. Shrontek's got Kennan's won the Australian Open, so I know she's maybe not the as good as she was back then, potentially, but it's still gonna be a tricky one. And then like Osaka Garcia is like I mean, that's so exciting. I yeah. can't wait for that one. That's gonna be like amazing but um yeah we can discuss it in more depth but yeah we've got some people in the chat dutchy greg say Josep, joe um katia as well guys get your questions in uh the chat and then we'll chat a little bit and then hopefully answer some of your questions as well but yeah i mean for, for Djokovic, we can start with Djokovic. i mean cam do you think he's got a pretty easy route like i, I saw you did your your preview as well and i think it's difficult with him because I feel like there's only really two or three players maximum that can actually, you feel like they can really trouble him and not even yeah. necessarily beat him, but they'll probably not be the favorites against him. But um, he's like, he's got, he's in that unique position. So most draws, when they come out, they're easy for him just because he's got such great head to heads against pretty much everyone on tour. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. So it's difficult to say that he gets a really tough draw unless he. I guess you could say unless he draws someone really tough, like say an unseeded Berrettini in the first round, then you could say okay, maybe like that's where it then becomes tricky. But uh, what were your thoughts on his on his draw? Yeah, like people were saying before the draw came out, like oh, he's going to get an easy draw. He always does, and you're like, well, yeah, of course he does because um, yeah, like 99% of the players he plays, he's going to beat in straight sets. We saw it last year when he even played some of the guys we thought would be a trouble. You know, guys like. Rublev or even City Pass in the final, we thought, oh, maybe something, but he he beat them easily too. So yeah, I wasn't like, like I said, yeah, maybe there was the dangerous unseated players going in. You know, the Berrettinis, the Murrays, are dangerous for some players, but not others. And Djokovic, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's like Sinner, Alcaraz, Medvedev. He's not going to play them until the semis. So yeah. maybe I'm, I'm looking at it now. Like it'd be cool to see Monfils or Murray play Djokovic, but I don't think it's going to be what it was ten years ago. No, yeah. Um, Vavrinka's in that section. Shelton is the is the fourth round that I want to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that feels like it. Who's going like to hang on the The only interesting <laughs> challenge, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also, like, yeah, getting that uh, that rematch and being on. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, people might know Shelton a bit more. Maybe they, he gets a bit more crowd support from the Aussies this year. Yeah. Um, because he's a bit more bit more known now. But uh, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have much. Even I mean, even if you go to the quarters, City Pass getting there at this stage, unlikely. Yeah. He might not even get out of the first round. He's got Berrettini, Fritz. yeah, crazy. And yeah, and then Fritz doesn't has never beaten Djokovic. 
Yeah. And then you get to the sinner semi, and that's kind of where it starts for Djokovic. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's, Look, his thing is like you say out Monfils, but like Monfils has never beaten Djokovic. Was it like 17 0 or something like ridiculous? I, th- I thought then... it was way crazy. I thought it was like in the 20s. I don't know. Someone oh, in the chat will know. <laughs> yeah, it's like absolute carnage. And then obviously Murray has been sitting, but he's a shadow of the player he once was. But it'd be nice to see it because since his comeback, we haven't seen it. I think we were. We were about to get it, and then he had yeah. to pull out. Maybe it was in Montreal or somewhere. I've forgotten where, but it was like a year or so ago. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think it's just so interesting to see. You look at Djokovic's draw, and you just think, yeah, like Sinner, Alcaraz, fine, okay. Maybe Medvedev. Maybe Zverev. But it's like yeah. you can only have so many of those top players in your half, right? Um, yep. I do think the bottom half is more stacked, in all yeah. honesty. But... Like that's just because, as I said, like Jokic just cleans up the top half really until Sinner. Yeah. And then you think, okay, maybe, but um, it's difficult. And also, like I saw, I don't know whether you saw him in, uh, like he's he's warming up, I think, with Zverev, like in a warm session. And I was looking at his wrist because obviously everyone's talking about, oh, is his wrist going to be, is it going to be a little bit off, and is he going to have strapping, or will he be holding it back a little bit? But he was hitting the ball so clean. I was mm. watching the points, and he was like looking like super razor sharp so I was, I was just thinking doesn't seem to be an issue at all which is obviously yeah. good for people that want to watch him and, and neutrals um but i guess in a way it just means that it's going to be a lot harder for the rest of the field because he you know if he's fit it's going to be really tough i think um for for pretty much everyone so i guess yeah. we'll see but um yeah what, what about our crisis our crisis has got a pretty tough draw i think like i've got it here i think so i think this is assuming that the seeds kind of fall into place so he's got gasquet senego bublik paul zverev medvedev Djokovic. like really from bublik onwards in the third round that's pretty tough like that's not yeah. easy and tommy paul he has real real battles with i think he's lost to zverev in big matches atp tour finals last year Roland garcia before yeah. Um, and then obviously Medvedev being the US Open semi, Djokovic we know is going to be really tough at the Australian Open. So, I mean, like, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I like. I mean, I, it depends on how Alcaraz looks. I, I know people are going to. He lost to Dimonor, and it was kind of a bit of a, a weird exhibition. But it, you don't really look too much into that for Alcaraz, I don't yeah. think. But I mean, Gasquet again, he's kind of like. Like those, you know, those matches with Monfils and Murray against Djokovic, you kind of go, oh, maybe if it was ten years ago, it would be a really crazy first round. But Gasquet can surprise, and then yeah, Senego. I mean, he even Evans, both of them can get the crowds yeah. going, so that could be awkward. Yeah, Bublik, it depends on the day. I mean, Paul is going to be awkward in the fourth round, but Draper could make it. Yeah, Draper's. He's 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 been like he just beat Paul yesterday. I, I, I saw I, he looked really good. I put a tweet out. I was like, he looked really good. If he stays fit, I'm interested to see what he does. Yeah, so it could be Draper Alcaraz. Um, but then yeah, then you got Zverev yeah. in the quarters, and Zverev just beat him, beat Alcaraz in the ATP yeah. finals. And I guess the thing, like the the. The weirdest thing about Alcaraz here is that we didn't see him last year, and the year before that, he wasn't the same. Like he wasn't yeah, quite yet that deep. guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that he is now. So it's like, well, what what do we expect from him? He's won a U.S. Open, but this is different, a little bit different. So yeah, it's hard to know what. And he hasn't had no, like no warm up tournaments coming in. He just played that exhibition. He's playing again tonight. Um, but yeah, I 
I don't know. It's, it's it's hard to say whether or not Alcaraz is going to be able to just clean up, like kind of Wimbledon. Like he came in with yeah. the Wimbledon with the uh, Queen's title, and it was still like, okay, well, you know, now it's a Grand Slam, and then he just kind of like beat everyone easily until up until a point, but pretty yeah. easily, like four sets at most. Um, even like guys like Berrettini at that time, we thought, oh, that's going to be tough, and he just kind yeah. of beat him in four, and then he gets Ruggieri and he gets through all these guys, and then so it could be like that, or it could be. You know, he does struggle against like Senego second round, gets through in five, and then we're like, okay, well, what's he who's yeah. gonna get him next? But it's yeah, it's... definitely I mean, you can see he had a tough Wimbledon run. Like if you think about it, yeah. I think he had, yeah, you said because he had Jerry, he had Runa Medvedev, and then he had Berrettini before that as well. So that's like four yeah. they're tough players, and then obviously Djokovic in the finals. That's a damn good run, right? Like that's that's mm. legit. I mean, if you yeah. compare it to his US Open run, it's it's not really like you know, US Open run was like okay, he got his first slam, but it wasn't. You didn't look at that run and say like he beat was it TFO in the semifinals, yeah. Sinner so in now. the quarterfinals, and then final was Rude. So it's like okay, compare that to his Wimbledon run, which is like really yeah. impressive. So I, I guess that shows that he has the ability to do it. And this is another tough draw, but as you said, it's difficult because you haven't really seen him at the Australian Open, but I guess at Wimbledon, he was even less inexperienced, sorry, even less experienced um, yeah. on grass even, and he still managed to do it. So it's difficult to say that, oh, actually he's going to win it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, can we really count him out? Because initially yeah. I'd actually gone for him and then I looked at the draw and I just thought, I don't know whether he's going to do it. And so I ended up defaulting to Djokovic, to be honest. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yep. Because I was just like, I, I, the draw just looks like it just looks so easy when you look at it on paper for Djokovic. I feel, I feel like if you flip Djokovic and Elkris around, sometimes yeah. when you do that, it's like, oh, well, Djokovic still has an easy draw. But I yeah. think if you did flip them around, I don't think so, actually. I think it's tough. yeah, this time around, it feels like yeah. the top part, like where Djokovic is, is the better part. Yeah, I agree. If you put Djokovic down the bottom and you say he's got to play, um, you know, Bublik, Paul. Zverev, Medvedev, or Hercatch or Runa, that is much yeah. tougher in the yeah, second. Yeah, especially. definitely. I, th I think for him personally, I guess it's just the way the seeds fall, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, like I, I agree because I think Bublik and Paulie be fine with, or even Draper, but Zverev, right? And or Medvedev mm. or Hercatch or Runa, those are the guys you're like, okay, like those guys could do something. I'm not saying they're going to definitely win, but it would be very um, yeah. interesting for sure. <laughs> Fazan versus Cam is going to be a heck of a quarterfinal match. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, as I've said, the Bublik Massetti. Yeah, did you see the Bublik Massetti? Any of the highlights? No, I mean, I saw the. Was that the same? Um, was it's that the one where he does the between the legs? When yeah. he ate the food. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen he, all the highlights. He does the underarm serve and then does a between the legs shot for the plus one off his serve. It's ridiculous, honestly. I think he was like that. Was, I was watching the highlights for it, and uh, Bublik. I think he was like he had he was a break up in the second set. Then Musetti broke back. He lost the tiebreaker. Musetti um, took him to a third, and then like Musetti was up a break. He I think he was serving for he had a match point, and Bublik saved it, and then he came back to win. Like it's just ridiculous, absolutely crazy. Like third set. <laughs> <laughs> Massetti can't buy a win at the moment, to be honest. I think. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I know he's your favorite player as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's so frustrating. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, actually? Asaka Garcia has surely got to be a night match. I mean, I'd be surprised yeah. if it's not. 
I think that'll be like it was. So I know they're starting a day early. Um, and if there's anything like the French Open, day one is sort of like they just put on like maybe the locals or they'll just put on like the Sunday matches won't be. I don't think we'll get like a Djokovic on, on the first day or Osaka or maybe, well, maybe Osaka, but I think night session day, day two, like Monday night, it has to be a night session. Like you can't put that on, you can't put that on during the day or can't put that, it has to be Rod Laver night session. It has to be, it's a comeback. She's won twice. It has to be. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Um, so do you think an unseeded player can go to the final? I, um, I mean, not. what you're thinking, you're like, well, there's like Berrettini's unseeded, I guess, Osaka's unseeded. Oh, yeah. Who else That's is? Really only... uh, there's a few, there's a few, um, of the women's players that are unseeded, I think. I was looking at it and I was thinking, ooh, they could. I mean, there's an Istamova, I guess, but she's had a year off, uh, like a break as yeah. well. Uh, Radicanu's unseeded. Yeah, and uh, no, she's got a tough first round as well. Yeah, against Shelby Rogers, um, I, I would be surprised. I'd be surprised if one player made it. To I think Osaka is probably the only one because, like, yeah, all the other unseeded players that I thought were dangerous are all in the Shviontek section. <laughs> so it's like they've all kind of yeah. like most of them are crammed up the top. Uh, even like Nuzkova, who's been good. Yeah. You know, she made a semi, I think, last week. So like, yeah, all yeah. of those t- players are like in that same section so it's either one of them gets through and makes the final and takes Fiontech's spot or eager just gets through everybody uh, on the yeah. yeah osaka's probably the only one on the men's side i mean is it is someone going to beat Djokovic? is an unseated player going to get through sinner and Medvedev and alcaraz you know maybe they Mar- get really lucky but yeah i can't think of anyone on the men's side marjan for the win marjan yeah there we go that's all right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, Medvedev. So Medvedev, like Alcaraz, hasn't played a warm-up tournament, and I don't think he's played any exhibitions. Are you surprised by that, actually? Um, a little bit. I mean, um, he did play like before Christmas, like in that World Tennis League. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It's not like he's coming in. He hasn't played since the ATP Finals. But yeah, it's weird. I mean, I know Sinner played uh, the Kuyong exhibition, and Alcaraz is doing these charity matches. But they're all kind of in the same boat. Like we're, I mean, we'll find out next week if they all lose early. We're all going <laughs> to say the same thing and say should have played Adelaide, should have played Brisbane, um, or should have played you know United Cup. But then if they win, we'll go, uh, you know, and we can go and then let's say Djokovic goes out because of the wrist. We'll say, well, you shouldn't play because <laughs> yeah, look yeah. what's happened. He got injured, you know. So we'll find out. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, Medvedev not playing anything. I wonder if like it's hard to know because. I mean, there haven't been too many. Um, like, I, I know, like, not to get too political, but the Russians haven't been invited to too many of these exhibition charities. Oh, so, really? Maybe. Um, so, like, I don't think he was going to have a night with Medi, <laughs> like yeah. Djokovic did yesterday. Although Sabalenka yeah. was part of it, right? She's Belarus. Oh, true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah okay. But she's a champion as well, I guess. So it's a bit different. Yeah, but... he can't. He can't ignore that. Can't exclude her, can he? Like, because she's yeah. a champion. I'm yeah. surprised he didn't play Kuyong, though. That would have been. Something you know, Sina yeah, played yeah, a couple yeah. matches there, and still Murray and Bruna. team played one. Murray with the win, yeah. yeah. I don't know, uh, he's an, he'll be an interesting one. Maybe we're coming in with no no knowledge, everyone's looking at everybody else. Probably maybe a smart move, so no yeah. one's thinking about Medvedev because he's not there or he hasn't been playing. 
Yeah, I mean, he'll be well rested, I guess. That's that's the positive from it. But uh, the good thing for him is that I'm looking at his draw in front of me actually as well, like projected players. I mean, he's got qualifiers, so first round. So mm. that that would be good for him. He can just kind of ease into it. If he had Berrettini first round, I'd be like, okay, right, that might be an issue <laughs> uh, after a long layoff. But uh, then he's got Rusevori, who I think should he should be. And then FA, I don't know if he'll even make mm. the third round because FA's got team in the first round, hasn't he? Um, yeah, so that'll be tough. And then Dimitrov round of sixteen mm. is really tough. Runicals yeah. final really tough. Alcaraz, Djokovic. I mean, from round of sixteen onwards is just nightmare city yeah. in honesty. Because Dimitrov's my dark horse. Um, yeah, who's Same. your dark horse actually? Who's a dark horse? Dim- yeah, it's Dimitrov. I think yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dimitrov. I'll put him down, especially because of that Medvedev draw. Like if he was in the same section as Djokovic, I wouldn't have yeah. said. I don't think he gets through Nole, but. Yeah, because he's because yeah, Medvedev. Like I'm looking at the draw, and I'm like, okay, it depends on what qualifier he gets. I looked at the qualies, the you know, Goffin. That could be weird if he gets him or someone like that. Rusevori second round, you think four sets? Yeah, maybe he yeah. should. Team and FAA, Medi should get through them, and then yeah. Dimitrov. It's like, well, that could be five sets. It could be an upset because, and then yeah. So Dimitrov's draw, and then you look at Dimitrov, and then you go, well, he's got a pretty. Like, yeah, Fuchovic is tough and Ovna's been good and Fakina's not easy, but it looks pretty good considering who he's beaten lately. So that Medvedev Dimitrov fourth round is going to be that has to be a nightmare. That's that's gonna be a really fun one. Yeah, yeah, that should be great. Mm. And the, the only thing that makes me doubt whether Dimitrov can beat Medvedev is getting stuck in like the backhand to backhand because mm. I mean Medvedev will murder him in the backhand to backhand. Yeah. Like he will just grind him into dust. So Dimitrov is going to do his best to try and avoid having to get a lot of backhands. It's going to be difficult. But, <laughs> um, if he if he can, then he's got a chance. And thing is, the, mm. the good thing about him is that he covers uh, the court so well. Uh, Dimitrov, yep. that's this one good thing. And, and interestingly, as well, like I've seen a lot of people like build their dream player or dream ATP, ATP players, and that's other players doing it. And I'm sure you've seen it. And a few people yeah. mentioned that for movement, they had Dimitrov instead of like Djokovic or Alcaraz, like or like mm. for flexibility. Uh, because of the way that he moves. And I was like, okay, that's quite interesting. And I didn't really notice it. Like, I knew he was a good mover, but I didn't put him up there in that kind of criteria. And then when they said that, like, I started paying more attention, like, when I was watching his matches, and I was like, actually, he does move really well. It's just he's a bit more limited, like, than a Djokovic, for example, who can defend really well on the backhand side. He has to rely more on kind of hitting into out on the forehand, etc. And um, it's a bit different and slice more. But, Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, he's an interesting one. So... I hope we get it because it'll be exciting. It'd be a shame if he doesn't, right. like, after a good 2023, like, at least pick up the year nicely uh, for mm. uh, for this one. But, yeah, um, that'll be good as well. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know about this. Is Becker not with Runa in his box? Is that true? He wasn't there. He wasn't there in Brisbane. Um it's, There's only two. There's, I mean, the reasons are he's either not here yet because – he just didn't come here for the start and he's only going to go to the big events, kind of like Brad Gilbert with Goff, I guess, just yeah. focusing on what's, you know, go to the big places. Or he can't come into Australia because he got didn't he get deported from the UK and we do have like a bit of a like a connection with visas. I don't know if he just couldn't get a visa. Maybe that's another reason. Yeah, but, yeah maybe because I know he's doing Tennis Channel work. Um, so him and Kyrgios okay. are going to be working together. Is that is that Eurosport or Tennis Channel? 
Or maybe it's Eurosport. Yeah, you're right. It's Eurosport. Yeah. Him and Mysterios are doing it together. Because I thought that too. But I think he might be doing the German Eurosport. Because uh, I thought that too. I'm like, there's no way they're gonna put him in the same room after like they're that'd just be hilarious going actually. at each other. And they that. can't be that cruel. But then Becker would have probably been like, Yeah, hire him. <laughs> he wouldn't have cared. <laughs> yeah, him. yeah. Becker wouldn't care, I don't think. But yeah, but they yeah. can do that remote. I don't know if they're gonna like they don't That's sometimes true. they don't necessarily have to come out here. They didn't have to come out here in twenty one. Yeah, Eurosport they, uh, they do the um and they have that funny little um what's it called, like play a hologram, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what's going? It's like a thing out of Star Wars. I was like, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, so this is a question: Who is the first top player to lose uh, for the men and women's? Oh, are you giving away all my? You're asking me all the questions I'm going to put out in a video later. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> it's right. Don't worry. People, are only, people, coming out. people will only watch this if it's live. I, I doubt many people are going to watch this back, to be honest with you. Um, um, well, you, you go first. I, I've, got a, I've got a couple, but I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. So, so I reckon... Okay. I got it. Okay, even even though thing. I pick Sitsipas to beat Brotty, I'm going to go Sitsipas. Mm. Um, and then for the women's I'm going to go with I'd love to go Rabakina because but I think she's going to beat Pliskova that's the thing mm. uh, I'll go Caroline Garcia I think a soccer might do okay. it yeah okay I've I, yeah I went City Pass I think that even I uh, like it I was watching him do that charity thing yesterday with Djokovic, and I think he had a medical time out of the middle. Oh, my God. They went, for exhibition. <laughs> they went to an extended ad break, um, oh, no. and then they started, like, talking to people, like, Goran, and they were doing this whole thing, and then Steph came back, and he joked that he went to the bathroom, and that's how he's, like, he's like, oh, I'm kind of known for that, to have long bathroom breaks. Yeah. But then the commentators are like, I think he might have been getting a physio uh, trainer. Why is he doing but, that? I don't understand, because it's the same injury, isn't it? It's that shoulder. Is it a shoulder? I thought it was a, somebody said a back, but I don't know. Oh, be, yeah, it's his back. Yeah, because yeah, ATP yeah. finals is the back. Yeah. But what I don't get is if it's if it's his back, right? Like, why is he even playing in this like charity, like exhibition? Like, it's mm. clearly been like at the start of the year when he's playing United Cup, he pulled out one match, I remember, and he said, because of my back. And then he yeah. was saying in the in the and like in a press conference, he was like, Oh, you know, like my back in comparison to ATP finals, it's so much better. Uh, I should be fine. I'm just thinking, okay, but even if it's hurting somewhat, why are you still playing? And then for like this yeah. cha- this charity like exhibition, like why would he even bother playing it? Like Radicani pulled out of hers against Osaka, probably because yeah. precautionary. And I'm like, good, like pull out of it. Like give you can still give your money to charity. You just don't like. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like give yeah. your money to charity, just don't turn up. Like um, it's not a competitive match, so it's a weird one. <laughs> And weirdly as well, like obviously Bedosa struggled with stress factors in her back as well for a whole year. Yeah. So I don't know what why they're both struggling with their backs, but I've no idea. But it's just crazy. Like and I'm now now it makes me think even more so that he's gonna struggle uh, in that first round. But it's yeah. a shame because I was hoping he's just gonna be fit. Um, but I don't know why you would mismanage yourself and what his team are doing as well. If they feel like if he's taking yeah. a medical timeout for an exhibition, it's like yeah. <laughs> It didn't even look yeah. serious. I, I'm pretty sure he's rolling Djokovic around in a wheelchair by the looks of it. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I know he played the mixed doubles thing as yeah. well, but they were saying like he's serving like I don't know it's exhibition, so maybe that's why too. But he was serving at like three quarter pace and just 
he just looked, I think, because oh, I was like the first couple of games, he did like hit a shot and then just kind of like wince a little bit. And I was yeah. like, there's something going on here. And then he disappeared for you know, 15 minutes. Yeah. Back, made a joke out of it. And you're like, you're not, you're not 100%. I trust you. <laughs> mm. And he's not playing well anyway. Hasn't been playing well for a couple, yeah. of, a couple of months. So it's like, he hasn't. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, so apparently, so Djokovic said he'd be Sunday night, is what they wow. are. That's what he said the okay. exhibition. So, well, Novak is playing Sunday, Sabalenka and Sakari. That's smart. They get two days off between first and second yeah. rounds. Be... It's good in a way as well because they make the most of the weekend, right? Because I guess a lot of them, yeah. they'll get a good turnout. Um, Especially for the first game. time doing it. Because a lot of yeah. people I've talked to like, are like, oh, when are you, you know, when are you starting this round open? I'm like, oh, Sunday. And they're like, why would you do that? My like, God, oh, because they're starting on Sunday a day early. So I guess to make it like a big deal, like, hey, we're starting early yeah, yeah, yeah. and this guy's playing. Like, yeah, it makes sense that they put the big big names on day one. Yeah. It's good they're starting. I actually think it's a good idea because mm-hmm. uh, especially with now like, the scheduling and everything as well, all those issues, and now I know they're trying to resolve it, but it just gives <laughs> a little bit of extra time. So why not? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it should be two and a half weeks, but uh, yeah. you know, when you can kind of make small improvements like that, I think it can make a difference. Uh, here yeah. and there one day is not going to change anyone's schedule drastically i imagine no. um but yeah <laughs> does anyone have a chance of winning the australian open bar Djokovic? yeah i mean there's a few people i'm sure yeah um, i think is Sinner your second favorite then behind Djokovic? yeah like he's my most like he's the one that i want to see play Djokovic the most um yeah. like yeah great Djokovic is always fun but i really want to see Djokovic take on sinner because Cena beats him two out of three in two weeks at the end yep. of last year. And, you know, Wimbledon, Wimbledon didn't play that, like didn't do that well against Djokovic considering the year before they played a, a five-setter. Yeah. So I feel like on a hard court in five sets, that's what I want to see Cena do now against Djokovic because then that's that's what Alcaraz did. You know, that's where how Alcaraz went from like he beats him in Madrid, then he goes to the French last year, doesn't do, you know, unfortunately, cramps. Then he does it at Wimbledon and you kind of like, okay. And then Cincinnati happens and it becomes a real like close thing. It's like, okay, let's see if Sinner can do that now. If he's on that grand slam level, which is really what matters at the end of the day. And then, uh, I mean, look, Medvedev, it's so hard to know what he's going to do because he's not playing. He hasn't played, but he maybe, you know, he maybe he makes the final. I think he'll have a much better week uh, tournament this year than last year. Last year, he was coming in like low on confidence. He hadn't had many wins. And then he loses the quarter, and it was like, oh, here we go. Um, but now he's like US Open final. He's semifinals yeah. of Wimbledon. Like he should. Medvedev might be able to get to the. I mean, Medvedev Sinner final would be an interesting one if Sinner was to beat Djokovic and Medvedev beats Alcaraz. That'd be yeah. kind of a wild final. Yeah, that would be really wild actually, because Medvedev's obviously won a slam. He's also lost like a few finals as well. Yeah. And then to play Sinner, who's never played one, it's like, how does Sinner? How does he react to a final? Whereas no, Alcaraz when he reacted to his first final, I guess he was playing Rude, so he's he hasn't won a slam, but Rude had been a final before and then Alcaraz yeah. didn't let it like phase him at all. So would Sinner do the same or would he potentially like you know, react differently? But yeah, uh, yeah. Is Djokovic your your pick then? Is he your pick? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I learned last year you just pick Djokovic. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe Alcaraz on clay, maybe next yeah. year this year, but yeah, it's just like, well, it's Djokovic, and if he doesn't win, then something crazy happened, like Wimbledon last year. You know, it's yeah, a, yeah. Like, the same thing. 
Yeah, I actually for my uh, 2024 predictions before obviously like seeing this draw as well, I picked a different winner for each slam, and then I, okay. I've basically already gone back and I'll show you an open prediction. So it's classic. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, well, up until yeah. yesterday, I was happy with my predictions, and then Rebecca went and played Adelaide and lost. So I was like, oh no. Oh, so I actually I had picked Sabalenka before uh, seeing her play, and then. When I was looked at the draw and seeing how Rebecca was playing, I was like, "Oh, Rebecca!" And then obviously I saw she lost yesterday, but I'm not going to take that loss. I wouldn't take that loss to heart yeah. too much because I feel like she probably was playing at almost like half speed because she knows, okay, I don't want to get injured as well. Mm. And and I think you were saying when you're doing the stream that you'd be surprised if she even plays it. So yeah, yeah, uh, I think yeah, I, I I think she's the in my opinion she's the favorite to win it. Uh, I think she's looking the best. I know Shvontek's there as well, but Shvontek's draw is horrific. Yeah. Like, actually, I've got to ask you because her draw is horrendous. I think I've got it here. So she's got one of the worst draws. <laughs> I mean, she's got... So, yeah, she's got Kennan, potentially Collins, who she lost to, obviously, like two years mm -hmm. ago at the Australian Open, Buzkova or Nozkova, and she's got Kudamatova, and quarterfinals is, uh, I think it's Von Drusova or Ostapenko or Azarenka. I mean, if it's Ostapenko, I mean, Shvontek fans are going to be like, what the hell? And then, because semifinals <laughs> would be Rabakina, final Sabalenka. I mean, if she wins the Australian Open beating like some like these players, if there aren't some massive upsets, which there could be, if it doesn't open up for her and she beats these players and wins it, then like, or I've just got to like just clap and be like, you know what? That's incredible because I would be yeah. so so surprised. Um, honestly, yeah. like it's just craziness, um, absolutely craziness. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said at the start, the second the draw come out and the first match was Kennan versus Shviontek, it's like, oh no, and then yeah. you see Collins straight under that, and you're like, oh no. And then they started bringing it out, and you're like, where's Ostapenko? She's up there, okay, Rabakina, <laughs> she's up there. It's just like, we can't catch a break. Uh, if you're a Shriontek fan. Um, but, I mean, even like Svetlina in a fourth round who beat yeah, Wimbledon, I saw that's tough. As well. yeah, yeah. Um, but she's, I think she's got, she had a couple of injury worries in Auckland. Uh, and Kudamatobi yeah, beat her last time they played, even though the record is still pretty one-sided, but it was like the last time they played that was yeah. Kudamatobi got a win. Ostapenko, we all know about that. Rabakina, we all know about that. Um, yeah, she's never beaten Ostapenko. It's 4-0, yeah. uh, like, it's Four and oh, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I guess like the the, the the good thing is as well. I mean, the, the the silver lining is most of the players. I mean, the only players that you would bank on being there would be Rabakina if she plays like she has been, and maybe like Svetlina if she's healthy because they're so like they get like they they don't lose randomly like very often unless I mean last night I guess an exception, but they are reliable enough. Whereas Ostapenko could. She could lose in the first round. She could win, in, you know. So at least Ostapenko's far enough away. Like you know, there's four matches between now and the quarters, so she could lose. <laughs> so that's a good thing if you're if you're a Shriontek fan. And then same with, um, I mean, like there's two other players like Zhang is in that in that same half. Yeah, dangerous. Um, you know, I guess Pagula is still there as well if she can get through her back and through the quarterfinals. Radikanu, right um, Cam, come on. Oh, Raducanu's there, yeah. I mean, yeah, Raducanu's young. I, I want to see that. I want to see. What yeah, that I want to see that. I, I unfortunately think, um, yeah, Zhang would destroy her. I just I have a bad feeling. <laughs> I just, I, I just think uh, it would be exciting. It might be exciting for a set, 
but I, I just yeah I'd be surprised if like Radicon even takes a set off but I just I feel like she's still kind of like coming back and she looked good yeah. although did you see her against Vitalina the first yeah, yeah. S- was it two sets yeah first two sets she looked really good I thought yeah uh, and yeah, then she, she fell off good. third set, but she also had strapping on her. I think it was like a right thigh or something, or hamstring. Okay. And I was just thinking, how has she already got strapping and she just come back? That that yeah. does worry me when I see stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more precaution too. She's, I mean, she's coming back from not playing for yeah a long time. She's gonna have, she's gonna be sore. So hope yeah. I just hope she gets through a couple of rounds. It would be cool to see Jung Rodokano, and then they put that on like I don't know, like Margaret Court. Yeah, on a night session on like the Friday or something, be fun, that'd be really it? fun because I mean, Radokano is so popular. Um, yeah. you know, they're going to be able to get people to watch her, so yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Charles says, Cue your Netflix curses part two. I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy. From day one. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Tracking that one, there wasn't as many yeah. players in part two, though. So, or number two, that's so. true. Yeah, that's they true. all figured the, it out. The funniest is Sabalenka <laughs> going. What effing Netflix curse is she wins? Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're saying that now. That's because the Netflix curse is for the next year, Sabalenka. So if you lose early, then it will be Netflix curse. So uh, it's fantastic. But yeah. So who? So who's in the net? Who's in the Netflix curse now? I think so. Sabalenka, Shelton. Yes, is Zachary in? Is she a main? uh, Yeah. So the first and last episode, she's. Oh, is she it first it. and second last episodes. Oh, okay, okay, it. she's in it, yeah. And yeah, then there's the um, in it more. Tommy Paul's in it, right? Um, yep. As Varev, obviously. Who's Varev, yeah. He's, yep. yeah. There's Runa. so much heat, obviously, from him being included. It's so interesting. Like, yeah, I've heard that, People are not that, happy yeah. about that, yeah. And uh, was there another one I missed? Runa's in Runa's in. Runa, really. yeah, Runa's in it, yeah. He's, he's episode two. I've only seen the first episode yeah. to be fair, so far. I'm, I'm watching with my wife, you see, so I'm going at like slow motion watching it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good. I thought this year, I thought it was, I wish it was more. I wish they, like, you know, six episodes is a little, like they, they stop it, like it goes, it ends pretty quick. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's better than last year. I thought it was like better. Yeah. They, they do it better. Yeah. Do they include they the on finals? No, they, uh, they don't talk about See, that's the, they, the they should though. they should have the I mean I guess it's difficult because the ATP finals is towards the back end of the year, right? So if you're gonna try and release it before yeah. the Australian Open the next year, like there's there's a very short window. Um so I guess they want to do it so they release it before the slam season starts, uh, which yeah. is difficult. But yeah, because that that's like a really fun part of the calendar, right? Because that's the best playing the best, and that's like I feel like yeah. you get really good coverage of that, especially if you're in the like locker room as well, like talking to the players. Like I feel like that'd be quite cool, but uh, yeah. yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um, Ghosts, have you all discussed Ofna Kokinakis? I feel like that could be a good one. Yeah, that's a that's like a fifty-fifty. What do you think of that one for uh, Tanasi? I think Kokinakis has pulled out of Kuyong today, so I don't. Know. <laughs> I think he might be injured. Um, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if Kokonaka is going to be if they're at their, if they're playing. I mean, Ovna's been playing well lately. I think as well. Yeah, right? he's been playing well. So yeah, that could be awesome. But if Kokonaka is not healthy, then that sucks. One under the radar. Mm. And go saying Draper now that he's healthy is also showing off his moving skills, particularly at UTS. He's quite agile for a big fella. 
Yeah, like some of the running forehands he was hitting, I was like, this looks like Rafa. I was like, what is, I'm not even, and I, I was like, I'm not even, I think I'm even getting carried away. Like, like obviously, I'm not watching the highlights, right? So, I'm yeah, the whole match, but like to win the match, he um, he passed Paul with like a running forehand. Like, I was like, what? And it like kind of looped, like dropped in, looped in, and I was like, what the hell? I, I, I literally, I looked it, I watched it, and I re- rewound it. And I only rewind on points where I just can't believe what I've just seen. So, like, rewind it back to watch it again. And I was just thinking, what the hell? Like, there was quite a few of those. And they're running forehands, like, he just hit winners from, like, two meters behind the baseline, like, down the line. I'm like, what the what in the world? Uh, Tommy Paul just didn't even know what hit him. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But, um, yeah, no interesting. Runa said he's not going to be there for it, but he'll be back for Rotterdam. That's so weird that Becker's not going to be there. I reckon yeah. that's to do the TV deal, but that's a shocker, yeah. isn't it? Like, wouldn't you surely you'd want Boris, like, for the Australian yeah. Open, like you want him for the slams? That's nuts. Yeah. I, like, I, like I said before, I wonder if it is because he can't get. I mean, we know how hard it was to get Vodrokovic to get an exemption two years ago, right? So, yeah. I mean, you know, Boris went to prison, so you're like, well, are they going <laughs> to? Would he get? Would he get a visa if he's got a criminal record? So you wonder if it's oh, that's true. A, that's a working a visa problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, that's a really good point. Because whereas in yeah, Europe, he's got a Euro passport. Yeah, so he can't. I don't think he can go to the UK because that's yeah. where he got kicked out of. Hmm. So he can go anywhere in Europe because of um, uh, what is it? Um, Shen- the yeah, the EU, whatever it is. Um, yeah, yeah, Having a passport and you can just go wherever you want yeah. um, within the EU, so. Yeah, I think that's just what yours, yeah. I heard Becker is still on probation and can't travel. Is that legit? It sounds like prison break. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> actually crazy. It's not a bad thing, though, because well, well, when you get to episode two, you'll you'll know that what uh, how Runa goes with coaches. So. Oh, <laughs> really? Fight, it might not be a bad thing. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> something to look forward to clearly yeah. uh, episode two is good i think i think there's runa in yeah runa's introduction is really good i like i thought it was good yeah, he got, yeah he's, he's got, very he's got seven luffy too remember he's got seven luffy charles just said because he oh. got, got, got him on the on the board last year so maybe he's oh yeah he's got severin right yeah, yeah who's um so doesn't need Becker anyway. yeah that's, yeah it doesn't need him yeah who, need, who needs a multi-grand time champion yeah, who cares yeah yeah, it's all good. Let me get let me get Tony in Tony Nadal in as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it says who wins the next match between Carlos and Nolly and will they meet during this Australian Open? Oh, don't know. Cam. That's a tough one. Um look, I'm always like on I'm I'm always on like the now nah, we're not gonna see it. And if we see it, it's great. So kind of like yeah. not getting excited because <laughs> yeah. most I think most of the time it's like, yeah, we're gonna see it. It's like we're gonna never a happens, lot so, of yeah. time between two in that match. Yeah. So I'm gonna say no, we're not gonna see it here at the Australian Open. But I think the next time they'll play will be in a maybe in like Indian Wells. Like Djokovic coming back probably wants to prove a point that he, you know, because he wasn't allowed to play. Alcaraz on the slow hard courts dominated last year. So maybe like an Indian Wells. Yeah. Or a, or maybe yeah, maybe a um Madrid or Rome before the French. I think we'll probably get him in a best of three before we get them in best of five again. Yeah, I agree. I think we'll see him um, at Roland Garros. I just don't. I don't think. We'll yeah, see yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they they might. I mean, 
I'd be surprised if they don't play before Roland Garros. I think they'll play in a best of three. But yeah. I, I, just because of the way the draw looks at the Australian Open, like I could easily see Alcaraz losing before the final. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see Djokovic losing before the final, but I just think for Alcaraz, he's got a really tough route. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But maybe he does. I mean, if he does, it'd be incredible if he makes the final mm. and plays him and maybe we're in for another thrilling final. But let's not get hopes up yet. It would be cool to, it would be cool to see them play. I mean, we always we always say how we don't get didn't get to see Federer and Nadal at the US, but it'd be cool yeah. if like over the brief overlap we have between these two guys, we get them seeing it play like every slam once. Yeah, We've I agree. two out of th- four, right? So yeah, cool that's get them true. playing, yeah, playing two the, all the slams at once, and then we can kind of and then Djokovic retires or whatever, and then we watch Elkrets for the next decade. But that'd be fun. Hope well, maybe this year, maybe maybe. Yeah, that'd be great actually to see. I agree because actually, I I would have thought Wimbledon would have been the last one that they play together because I just I didn't think Alcaraz was going to win Wimbledon for a few years. I, I thought if he wins mm. another Slam, it was going to be Roland Garros or even the Australian Open. But yeah, I, I think everyone thought his first Slam was going to be Roland Garros, and it ended up being the US Open, which is a bit of like a wild card. And then it's like Wimbledon, yeah. like what? And then it's just so random, but he, because he's got such a like good all round game. You feel like he can win any slam, but at the start, everyone was just saying, "Oh, he's going to win Roland Garros because he yep. loves clay." But that doesn't seem to be the case. And then he was like, he came out and said, "No, actually, my favorite surface is hard court." I'm like, "Okay, fair enough." Yeah, <laughs> completely wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope said TFO and Chorich on Sunday. That's a good matchup as well. Um, cool. Wait, has the actually... schedule did the schedule come out? Because I know it's probably supposed to come out today. Cause... Yes, th- th- there was a schedule that came out, but they haven't specifically said what's the night match, etc. They- they've said what the matches are for Sunday. Oh, okay, um, I saw it. I think, uh, but have I saved it down? Uh, I've got yeah, they've got some good. There's some good matches on there, but yeah, the biggest ones are Sabalenka, Djokovic, Sakari, TFO Charge is a good one as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Cam's like it's time to set up my streams. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, well, yeah, how's my life look on Sunday? Do I have any? <laughs> Do I have <laughs> a life on Sunday apart from it? <laughs> apart from tennis? <laughs> Do I need to stock up now? <laughs> <laughs> what do you stock up on to keep you awake? Um, I just, I mean, I just stock up on food, really, just so I don't have to get Uber Eats every day. <laughs> I try and save on food, just get. Just cook a bunch of stuff before the tournament, and then uh, yeah, tea. Tea is a big one. Get a lot of tea. Make sure I have a lot of tea. But <laughs> what's your um, what's your go to food? Like pasta or what? Oh, just chicken and vegetables. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just, oh, very healthy. Just, yeah, I'm trying to be. It's the first month of the year. You got to try in the first month. Comes <laughs> 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 resolution. So, what was it in December then? <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, Oh, don't. <laughs> Christmas is a write-off. Hot we dogs don't... and an oven pizza and, <laughs> and nuggets. December's you're allowed to do whatever you want in December. It's fine. You can eat whatever you want in December. <laughs> There's no diet in December. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, as she says, there's no back look injured though. I haven't watched him this year. Just curious. No, see, he, I mean the warm-up. He didn't. I uh, what, what did you did he watch any of the exhibition? Did he? I'm assuming he didn't look injured in that. To be honest, what he was playing. Yeah, uh, it's so hard because. Like I watched, um, like I went to the qualies on what it was Wednesday, and I watched him hit with Zverev. Mm. And I was looking, and 
I mean, he's wearing a sweatband on his arm, so you don't know if it's if it's taped. You'd assume it yeah. was. He didn't like flex it or anything. He wasn't stretching it out. So you think having a week off, maybe everything calmed down. But like we saw it against Dimonor, I mean, he said that it was fine when he walked out, and then halfway through the first set, he said it's getting worse. So once he starts returning against big servers, that's when it, you know because Vera wasn't practicing super hardcore either. I mean, so. I mean, he doesn't look injured, but then that first round, I mean, somebody kept saying like Popper in second round, that could be really tough. It could be tough if Popper serves big and Djokovic yeah. does have a wrist problem and the crowd, but yeah, it's sort of, it might be one of those things where it's like, it feels fine, but then he just hits something the wrong way and it yeah, yeah. makes it, it hurts on the day. But he's come in, like he said, in I think he said in a press conference, that last year I was injured and I came in, he lost one set. He got yeah. like tore, tore something like his abdomen or something abdomen, year, wasn't it? Yeah. two years before and won the event. So you're like, it's not so he comes in injured anyway and he wins. So yeah, it's, I don't yeah. think it's much of a concern, especially with a nice draw. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I feel like with the wrist, like as you said, it can just tweak and it's a bit of a weird niggly one because this is right yeah. wrist, isn't it? So he's always, he's going to, he's going to have to use it. It's impossible. Yeah. It's like one of the most used, like, parts of your body yeah. when you're playing tennis right so you can't wear like a you can't have something that just keeps your arms stiff yeah yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you like generate no top spin like it's just you like, need the flexibility yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so you need that flex in your wrist so it's really difficult if it's his left wrist then it might affect his backhand but at least mm. he wouldn't mind that because it's not affecting your forehand your serve as much as well so it's not really a massive issue but yeah. um because his right right wrist but yeah, I mean, from what I saw, and I I forgot actually you watched him, so I should just ask you. Um, you saw him in the flesh, so I'll mm. take your word for it that he looked looked pretty good. Yeah, but he just was hitting. Like, yeah, it's hard. Like those those training set. I mean, Alcaraz's training session in the flesh was way more intense. As Vera Djokovic was just trying like, just trying to get the ball over the net. They weren't really trying to do too much crazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what Statman Pat says here. Djokovic has been injured before. And they're showing open on one every time since 2019. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What was his 2020 problem when he came in 2020? I can't remember. Oh, he must have had um, something wrong there. I don't know. Actually, in 2020, in yeah. 2020, that wasn't the abdomen, was it? That was 2021. I that think. was, yeah, 21. He did that. He, he tweaked that. Yeah, I, remember it was he, I remember he, a uh, Fritz, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fritz is just. He is cannon fodder for anyone with an injury. Like Nadal <laughs> destroyed him as well with an abdomen injury. So uh, he must hate abdomen injuries. That's, that's <laughs> obviously, obviously hate them. Um, John Millman, yeah. What about John Millman? Mm. Were you surprised he didn't get a wild card? Yeah, I saw like <laughs> every now and again, I'll see something that I'm like, oh, that was a bit weird. And then he lost and they said uh, there was all these posts from like Tennis Australia and stuff. I'm like... Let's see what the comments look like. Comments were just like, how dare you not give him a wild card? What a terrible way to send off a champion. He's been so good. And I agree with all of that. I think that I can't believe he didn't get a wild card. They made him play qualities. And then, and when I mean, there's always a risk he was going to lose and then finish his career in the qualities. You're like, he deserved, like, at least deserved the John Kane Arena first round wild card send off against somebody. Like, he, you know, Rod Laver against Djokovic. You know, you're not going to get that if unless the draw plays. But it's just like how you made the man who 
it's not like he was just like, oh, he was a really good Aussie, you know, journeyman. It was like, no, he beat Federer at the US Open in 2018. He pushed Federer in five sets at this tournament a while back. He was great, like Davis Cup guy. He was, a, you know, played, he was like the head cheerleader at this year's United Cup. Um, he just, he did so much for everybody. And then it's like, we're not going to give you a wild card. We're going to give it to a bunch of people. And he would have got bought a crowd. I mean, that's, Everyone would have gone to see him because he was such a such a great like personality. Um, I feel like it might have been a little bit. He is a bit outspoken on social media, so I think maybe that might have hurt his. Uh, maybe hurt what did his he? What, of outspoken it. about what though? Just a lot of stuff about like different things on the tent. I don't know if it was specifically the Australian Open or anything, but he has been like you know he has said you know, he doesn't hold back when when something comes up. Um, so you wonder if like maybe. Maybe that had something to do with it, but still, it's uh, people were were upset, and I was, I'm the same. I'm like, I would have loved to see him play. Like, I remember four years ago in 2020, Australian Open, he took Federer to five, and it was like, you know, was, he was he gave so many people so many moments. They should have given him one. Yeah, Sam and Patrick said they uh, they didn't give him a wild card, but they gave it to Walton, Kipson, and McCabe, and they might all be like, you know. 18 year olds or 19 yeah, year old right? yeah. kids, but it's like, well, let them play qualities because they're going to get theirs eventually and it'll be good quality. It'll That's be true. good, you know, a good chance. Give Milman a bloody wild card. But yeah, it was, uh, I was disappointed and everyone on social media seemed to be pretty annoyed too that the farewell was in the qualities when, you know, nobody even, well, there was a lot of watching. people to be fair there, yeah. but, you know, it's like, give the man his send off, you know, but. Yeah. I don't know if he's playing doubles, is he? Is he playing doubles, maybe? Give uh, give him a second sure. chance to, to have an actual send-off. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, he yeah. is... I don't know actually, if he's playing doubles. I guess like the, the equivalent would be like making... I was going to say Dan Evans play qualities at Wimbledon instead of giving him a wild card at, at the end, but maybe not Dan Evans. Maybe Somebody like... like uh, top 50 at best... John Millman, yeah. It's maybe like, I don't know, his good equivalent. Yeah, I can't think. <laughs> but no, no, I get your point. It's just, it's just a shame, isn't it? Yeah. But I just, yeah. I was surprised actually they didn't. And I know they want to give it to the youngsters, but as you said, like the youngsters should, like John Millman and all the others, when they were younger, they would have had to got, got gone through qualifiers, right? So yeah. it's weird that they just kind of gave them the wild cards. And kind of completely ignored as someone like him as well, knowing that it's going to be his last tournament. So strange, but yeah. and knowing that people would have definitely been uh, like, if they put him on uh, even on Kia Arena, it would have been a sellout. It would have been like it w everyone would have shown up. It would have been a crazy atmosphere because we all want to celebrate like the final time one of our one of the Aussies play. You know, so it would have uh, it would have been. I mean, they missed an opportunity. They would have. I mean, nobody's gonna. Unfortunately, nobody's gonna watch these guys that they don't know. They go watch the Aussies, but it's not going to be the same as John Millman, who everybody knows. So, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Peter said, "Question: Should top players not play before a big tournament?" I guess that kind of is in line with what we were saying that if someone plays a tournament before and they win the Slam, they're like, "Yeah, they should play," and then if they don't. <laughs> And they win and you're like, they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But gen generally, though, do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea for players to play? Um, I, I mean, yeah. I don't think any top player should be playing this week. 
and now I've had that, and I had that, and that's like Rebecca was the big one because she wins Brisbane, she goes to Adelaide. We spoke, we, I watched her play the first match, and it was the like she didn't look good. And you go, well, is she want? You know, is she playing here because she has to play because she signed the contracts or stuff or what? You know, because she wins Brisbane, smacks Sabalenka. Now she's coming in after losing straight sets to Alexandrova, and you're like, oh, coming in on Sabalenka, beating her, you know, bageling her would have been. There's the there's the confidence. Now it's kind of like, well, what's what now? But then if you're talking about players who haven't played anything, yeah, we don't know. We'll find out. If Medvedev wins the Australian Open, it would be a genius move. <laughs> he will be a genius. But if he loses second round, we'll be like, well, should have played. So it it'll come down to I guess Medvedev is the guinea pig, isn't he? We've got to we've got to see yeah. if he plays. Well, Rude, he... well, Rude was the guinea pig last year and he flopped, right? Yeah. By missing. He didn't play. Well, actually, what, what happened? He had his. Actually, no, he played exhibitions. Uh, yep. He didn't play anything for the Australian Open. He didn't play well at the Australian Open. Then he said, Oh, I'm going to have an off season after the Australian Open. Or after Miami, yeah. was it? When he was or something? something no, it was, he missed out. Yeah, because he went, he did that whole like Nadal exhibition yeah. in December and he just played like all the time. Yeah. Because yeah, then after the Australian Open, he's like, You know what? I'm, I'm taking February off. I'm not going to play those clay events. Yeah, and that kind of just messed him up for most of the year until the French Open final. And then just, yeah. just I yeah, he, he kind of messed with his schedule and messed with his rhythm, I guess. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, mm. I, and that was such a weird decision to not have an off season, uh, yeah. and then going to the Australian Open with almost kind of playing it as if it was just. I guess maybe he was thinking I made the US Open final. Uh, so I should go into and the ATP finals as well, yeah. didn't he? So he would have been pretty confident with himself. So he's probably like, ah, oh, it's all good. I'll be fine. Goes, yeah. um, <laughs> Kenan will dominate. Uh, well, she has to beat Shriontek in the first round, so that'll be difficult. That I mean, that that's not impossible that she can do that. And yeah, I agree. That would be Shriontek losing first round. I mean, I don't know if she's lost at the first round of major recently. Yeah, like in a while. It five must be years? Yeah, maybe. The best player on the planet. And it's funny because I said this as soon as the draw came out. I'm like, well, she's only lost in the first round once, and that was Wimbledon 2019. I think that was like the year. Was that the same year that she won the juniors or the year after maybe? So she only ever lost the first round once. Yeah. And to do it, like she hasn't – I'm looking at a thing. She hasn't – like since 2019, she's made it the third round or better. Wimbledon third round was her worst result recently when she lost to Cornet. Every other thing is like fourth round, semifinal, quarterfinal, win, 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 win. If she lost to Ken in first round, that would be that could be upset of the year on day one. Like it would be, it'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be. I mean, that would be absolute carnage, wouldn't it? To be honest, if that happened. Yeah. And yeah, uh, like the best thing that could have happened to Sabalenka was losing the world in one ranking because she lost to Ken in. Before Christmas, oh, the yeah, exhibition, and and that would have been you know a rematch. Then Collins, like so, Sabalenka having lo- lost the number one ranking at the WTA finals might have actually been the best thing to help her win the Australian Open again. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's in, it's a tough one. That's true. That's true. Uh, Garcia plays a soccer. Yep, in round one, that'll be an exciting one. Who who do you yeah. pick to win that one? By the way. Um, I'm, I'll go Osaka. I, want, I just want Osaka to win because um, yeah. I've got in my top 10 at the end of the year, so I need her to win. 
So do I. I'm like, yeah, of course. We needed to get off to a good yeah. start, so it, it kind of makes us feel a bit better. If she starts yeah, getting yeah. towards the top hundred again, we're, okay. If she loses first <laughs> round, we're gonna wait a couple more weeks. Yeah, I mean, it'll be exciting. That's for sure. I mean, Garcia yeah. plays such an exciting brand. Tennis coming forward and Asaka from the baseline is just like huge from the baseline. So uh, that'll be that'll be great to to watch. So I'm just looking. I mean, Garcia to coming. Like I think Garcia this year, like having dropped off so dramatically yeah. last year probably help her and, and look everyone's going to be going for it, like thinking osaka's going to win i don't know the betting but i'm assuming that maybe it's 50 50 but mm. i mean garcia that's a great opportunity for her to start strong after a, a bad 12 months so yeah agreed agreed and garcia actually at the united cup looked pretty good so yeah, yeah. see whether she's able to pick it up uh, as well um Lost the questions, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Penko can never lose, she just chooses not to win. <laughs> Did you see her interview actually after her match in Adelaide? And they asked him, they said, Oh, you know, what have you done in the off season? She goes, She goes, Oh, you know, I'm trying to be more consistent, which is like, okay, That's fine. And she goes, You might find this funny, but I'm trying to be more aggressive, uh, in my play. And she's like, I found the last few years I was trying to be uh, more, more accurate, but I think I need to be more aggressive in the way that I play. And I was just thinking. Winners, 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 but also a whole host of unforeseen incoming. Yeah. I was like, but I guess that's the way she plays. So she's just kind of embracing it. And in yeah. a way, she's almost like, at the moment, she's almost like how Shapovalov should be from the men's yeah. side. In honesty, they're very similar type players. In Shapo's got bigger serve, I guess, but Penko, um, yeah, it's just like, She's so funny. Like to say to be more aggressive is just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is there going to actually? Is there going to be automatic line calls at the Australian Open? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were when I was walking around. There's no lines, people, okay. which is weird. But it's gonna. I think what is it next year? They're gonna do that for every tournament on the ATP WTA. So it's it's not gonna go backwards. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, automatic no. line. I mean, all the tournaments. I think Auckland had has lines people, but every everywhere else, Adelaide, Brisbane, I think all had automatic. Oh, really? Okay. So that means Australia's going full automatic line yeah. calls, line judges. You have to retrain in something else, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> I'm actually said. Uh, what did you think of how they portrayed Medi and Breakpoint? I haven't seen that, but I'm, I know you have. So what did what did you mm -hmm. think? I've heard that. Um, they kind of painted him out to be a little bit of a villain a little bit. Yeah. Like he's in this Verev episode um, as kind of like that, like cause the focus is Verev and he's come back and stuff. Um, so they kind of like have Medi as the, as the opposition to Zverev's. And that, I mean, that was, that's what I liked about the Breakpoint series this year is they actually followed a lot of the on-court stories that we all thought they should have followed last year. Like last year they followed players who at tournaments and were like, but like this was like they they kind of built on that Medvedev Zverev rivalry uh, last year. Um, I mean, I, I thought having Medi in it was great. I, you know, I'm I'm glad they got him to do play a small part, even if it was the villain. But the thing is, if you know, and like you were saying with you know this Zverev episode was controversial. A lot of people were not happy with it. If you know anything about tennis, you know that Medvedev's not really the villain. Uh, you know. Zverev has is also been a villain. There's almost like yeah. two villains. 
so you know for different reasons so it um yeah like i, I thought maybe was i think maybe plays that part anyway i don't think it i don't think he'd be like oh man they made me look bad i think he'd be like yeah well he doesn't care yeah yeah, yeah. he doesn't he's, care he's, but he he's more of like a a real like caricature almost like yeah, yeah. i feel like he's he, he plays it and he's got a lot of like there's a lot of comical uh, parts to him as well. Like well, maybe they they didn't manage to show. I haven't watched it, but I'm assuming yeah. um, that that's the case. So uh, yeah, yeah, I mean it's just it's it's a shame. Maybe he'll have a an episode. Although I guess they're focusing on plays that haven't won slams yet, aren't they? So uh, and he's mm. already won one. Uh, so I heard him say, little cheeky, oh you know. I've I've won a slam and he's won Olympics and that's great. But obviously, a slam's a bit better than the Olympics. And I was like, "You're not wrong." <laughs> I was like, "Fair enough." <laughs> you can yeah. say that. He's just very honest, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, I loved it. I thought Medvedev being in it was good, even though yeah, they did try and be like, Sasha's comeback is the hero story, and this guy's yeah. in the way. And you got to have that, otherwise, it doesn't make sense. But you know, you don't have a, you don't have a hero and a villain, and the story kind of. What is it? What is it? So, but I thought it was fine. I thought I think they portrayed it pretty pretty accurately. To be honest, he does do a lot of those weird things. And in fact, and I won't give too much away. But when when you watch it, um, it'd be interesting. Like I think it was interesting to see the reaction from Zverev's camp when Medvedev was doing things because they were like, "Oh, he's doing this and this and this." Because when we're watching it live, you don't really you think about yeah. like how oh, Medvedev's been Medvedev. But you don't think about it from this very point of view and yeah, how yeah. like he's like waiting and waiting and they're stalling and all that. So I thought it was that was really interesting. But again, I mean, we all know who Medvedev is and he is that guy. So I think they portrayed him pretty, pretty normal. I think I don't think it's bad. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I agreed. Uh, Statman Pat says, Thoughts on Chapeau coming back? I don't have much, many thoughts to be honest. I don't, I am no, very much of the opinion that. Until I see some sort of run at a tournament, I'm going to have very low expectations of him uh, just because yeah. he has been on and off for a while uh, on court, but he's been injured for a while as well. Um, what do you think? Yeah, who's he playing? I know he's playing like a... Is he playing a quali early or is he playing someone... Yeah, he's playing a qualifier, I think. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that could be that could be good. It could be bad. Um, yeah, I'm the same. Don't really have much... Like I, I would love it for him to go out there and play like an unseated 100 in the world and just you know play free and not really. I mean, no one's expecting anything from him, so maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he can play like he plays, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not really. When Shabo starts winning, then I'll start. Then we can start <laughs> focusing on him. I reckon. Give us some yeah, hope. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, oh, good one. How deep can uh, Dimino go? We're we going to see Dimino Drape. I don't know if they can meet actually, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even on Murray again. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, like with Dimino, before the draw came out, I said I don't think it would be that much of a surprise if he made like a quarterfinal. Mm. Uh, but then the draw yeah. came out. And I think his draw is not great from memory. I, I forgot mm. who I had him losing to, but. I had him going out in round three or round four, I think. Um, yeah. Dimino, but uh, what, what do you think? I mean, how far can he go? Do you think? What expectations? Um, yeah, I'm looking at it now. So he's got Raonic first round, which is awkward, but 
you think achieve like Rowanich hasn't played. I can't think. Yeah. Of, like he played last year, but not recently. Anoldi in the second could be Should interesting. Jerry in the third, but then again, I mean, Jerry's been he was great last year, but like this year, he's kind of been all over the place. Quarter Rublev potential fourth round. I think that's probably where it ends. Yeah. But I think like Rublev, if Quarter gets to the fourth round, he's beaten Rublev to do it. So he must be back to what he was doing last year. But if Rublev gets the fourth round, you'd say Rublev Diminor could be five sets. But yeah, I think probably fourth round. He, I mean, I'm 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 expecting him to make the fourth round. He won't. I don't think he beats Sinner in the quarters if he got that far. But I'd say fourth round. Look, if you're an Aussie in the chat, you know, like watching Leighton every year at the Australian Open through the 2000s was the exact same thing. He was the best Australian. We were all getting excited. He made the fourth round. He'd lose. He made a pass one fourth round in his entire career, and that was when he made the final. So I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just, and or his baby Leighton in some respects. So I'm like, is it going to be like a fourth round curse for him as well? Because Leighton's associated yeah. with him. Maybe. It depends on, Ru uh, Rublev gets out the way, then quarterfinal, play Sinner, probably loses, but play Sinner. Best case scenario, I think. But fourth yeah. round would be a pass for me. I think that'd be a good, Fourth round, yeah. yeah. If you're top ten, you know, if you're top what uh, sixteen, getting to the top, uh, getting to the round of sixteen is a pass, right? So yeah, I mean, seeded ten, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. The yeah. so quarterfinal would be, you know, means you have beaten a top eight guy, right? So yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, I think he like he's had a great start to the year, so hopefully, yeah, yeah. take some momentum into it would be good, wouldn't it? Um. Kevin said Aussie Open usually has a play blazes through unexpectedly. Who will sh he slash she be this year? Hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's a hard one on the men's. I mean, Osaka for the ladies, but it doesn't really. I mean, she blazed through in the comeback. Wouldn't be really a new person, but yeah. I, I think you said about Noskova or like Zheng Xinwen. I feel like they, they can yeah. do something. Yeah. Because they haven't done the Australian Open, right? I mean, I know Zheng mm. made the quarterfinals of the US Open last year, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she hasn't gone further than that, so um, yeah. she could be one. On the men's side, it's like it's difficult. I mean, could like Corder go deeper this year? Shelton, or maybe. I mean, yeah. they're up there as well. Draper, I, I'm gonna go Draper. Draper yeah, Draper could Draper. be the man. Yeah, especially if Draper like yeah, and again, it's a possibility that he does. He beats Paul second round. Gets to the fourth round, plays Alcaraz, and it's a five setter, and everyone's like, "Who's that guy?" Um, yeah, you know, because everyone's been like, "Well, Alcaraz is the champion of Wimbledon, and you know, Djokovic, you know, Slayer, and all that stuff." And then if Draper was to push Alcaraz in a fourth round, I think that would would really because he's definitely like it's like it's like the Aussies in Australia. Like most of the Australian public know of the Aussies, yeah, um, because they do well here, and then out you know, maybe the rest of the world don't. So. <laughs> Most of the casual fans in Australia won't know who Draper is. So yeah, they won't, yeah. that would be eye-opening for him. like that would he would blaze through to the fourth round and play Alcaraz, push him into five. That would get a lot of people's attention. So it may be Draper on the men's side, and yeah, I don't, I don't, the women's side is tough on Draper, but we all know who she is. So. Yeah. Noskova, you mentioned as well, is a good pick. Yeah, well. she's, she's going to have to beat Shviontek to get to make <laughs> it to make it worthwhile. But yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone else. I mean, most of the other stuff, like Osaka is known, so it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I know. Um, yeah. 
I, yeah, I can't think of anyone else. I, someone I've been talking about the last couple of days as well. Mm. I don't know if she'd make it through the qualies, but um, and uh, it's Corneva, and she is mm. who beat. She is the player who beat Andreva in the final of the juniors last year. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to think of what her first name is. Um, but she was like the world number one junior. She's been there for like she won like I think the Australian Open, French Open, juniors, and then maybe semis of Wimbledon. But she is someone who's in the qualities now. If she gets through and gets a good draw, she could be the like the Andreva of this year. Um, because her like the difference between her and Andreva is Andreva got the wild card to Madrid and she didn't, and then everyone got to see Andreva. So I feel like yeah, Corneva, if she makes it through the qualies, that could be someone maybe as a second or third round with a good draw, maybe cause an upset. But um, that's someone who I'm looking at if they make the main draw, just to see. Okay, well this is like the on, it's like the um, it's kind of like I guess Sinner and Sinner and Alcaraz like four years ago, those two young guys who were like, oh, these are the next. I think that could be kind of Corneva and Draver are kind of like that. That we all know what Draver's done, so it'd be interesting. So she's someone I'm looking at, but I don't know if she'll have an un- unexpected blaze through run because we don't know what the draw is going to look like. <laughs> That's true. No, true. Guys, thanks for the five. Since the start of the 24 season, we all want to know how many times will Fasan fall asleep in the middle of a stream <laughs> this year. I'd say five plus. You know what, actually? Towards the back end of the year, I found the perfect formula to uh, combat my sleepiness and one-year-old and <laughs> yeah, and all sorts going on. So, yeah, hopefully that 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 works. And yeah, it won't be any, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, oh, was this? Oh, no, we've got that. Yeah, how did Milman? Yeah, we got got it. Went over that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin says, "Oh, harsh from Kevin." Wild cards are not a lifetime achievement for Milman or Venus or Wozniacki. <laughs> it was Nyaki to be fair, though. I mean, she should do all right. She looked pretty good in yeah. the comeback so far. She's won tournament before. And, I mean, she's only played one match, lost to Svitolina in the first round. What was it, ASB Classic or whatever? But uh, do you think she can do anything at the Australian Open or too early? Um, I was, yeah. So Wozniacki's a strange one because, like, I wasn't. I was not annoyed, but I was a little disappointed that she didn't play after the U.S. Open. She just was kind of like, "All right, season's over," and you're like, "Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought this was a comeback." You just kind of you came back and you played a couple, like a couple of tournaments that you got in for free. You had a good match against Goff, and then you kind of didn't come back and play like none of the Asian swing or anything. Um, but then someone said Svetlana did the same thing. She came back, played the middle of the season, then disappeared. I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're their parents, so they got to. Do- their mums, right? So they, they are going to be busy as well off court. She has got Lynette in the first round, which is a good, re- a really good matchup for the first round because Lynette's the semifinal from last year. So that is a good start. And then possibly Cornet in the second and then a Dajmar in a third. So she's got a good draw and could make the third round. And every, I mean, her name alone will get her on center court, you know, or one of the big courts because she's coming back first time in what, four years. She retired here. So it's kind of come full circle. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be fun to fun to see her. Her game, her game. I mean, I watched her in her prime, but I don't know if her game. I mean, it's like a Dajmaya would be a good matchup. I think if she played like a Rabak and a Sabalenka, it would have been a nightmare. But she's got a decent enough draw if she plays the same as she did. 
when she was at her peak. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think she's just. It's difficult to know because she hasn't played a lot of the top top players, like where yeah. her level really is at. So, I guess yeah. hopefully we'll find out sooner rather than later. Um, she didn't play one. a warm up either, did she? She no. just, she's coming back straight to this show and open. Well, she played the ASP class, but she lost in the first match to Svitolina. Oh, did she? she oh, yeah, she did. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did. So, yeah. And then she hasn't played anything else, so she didn't play. Um, was it Adelaide this week? Or yeah. Yeah. I guess it's funny too because Annie Rowe will probably get two retirement ceremonies at the Australian Open. <laughs> I hope not. I hope he plays the whole season, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see he got he one five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Awkward. Yeah, before his hip injury. Yeah. <laughs> classic. That was a classic that was. Uh, has anyone ever come into the Australian Open and won it without playing any match? I guess he means any matches beforehand. Um, I have no idea, actually. I have no um... idea. Has Djokovic done it one year? I he might have. He doesn't think. really play the Australian warm-up tournaments, does he? Yeah, let me go down the list. I mean, Rafa played a tournament before winning in 22. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, he did. The he Melbourne Summerset, yeah. And then, yeah, Djokovic played, what did he play? Adelaide last year. 21, I think. Uh, well, 2020 played ATP Cup. Hmm. Uh, 2019, can't think. I mean, he's probably done it once, but the thing, I mean, the easy thing is that there's only a couple of players that have won the Australian Open over the last 20 years, so we, we don't have to look too hard. Um, you know, Djokovic maybe once, but Federer always used to play Hopman Cup, so I don't think Federer would have come in with nothing. Yeah. But then again, 2017, did he come in with nothing? Or did he play Hopman Cup? Oh, I can't remember. Well, Hopman Cup is, uh, is that... Mixed doubles, though. Yeah, it was a mixed doubles exhibition. Oh, that doesn't count, though. But they played singles. It was kind of like that had the oh. United copies, but now yeah, without okay. points. So you put they play like a, a little like he, I think he played City Pass before like the 2019 one, and then City Pass beat him in the real one. Yeah. So. Dean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure that out for us. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. I'm interested now. Uh, Jack says, "Who are your?" Guys, dark horse of the WTA. Go on, Cap. Do you know? I, I thought I picked as mine. Uh, yeah, Zhang is the big one, right? Yeah, I think that was mine as well, actually. Yeah. Osaka. Um, if you want to go with unseated. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy because, like, you know, two years ago, you could have picked 10 players. Yeah. But definitely. these days, at WTA, it's like, well, it's probably going to be one of the top five, maybe top yeah. six if you add in ons. Yeah. But then outside of that, you go, well, I mean, Svetolina, Ostapenko, I mean, Azarenka, uh, I, uh, and then Zhang. I mean, Zhang's the, the big one that's number 12. Yeah. But then anyone yeah. outside the top 20 is like real hard to pick. Maybe Layla. I mean, she had a yeah, I was gonna really say Fernandez, good, yeah. uh, Beijing King Cup. Um, and I'm just wondering whether she can carry that into the Australian Open. It's difficult because like, I don't want to put too much emphasis on the back end of last year because that's what a lot of people are doing uh, with Sinner as well. Yeah. I just feel like it doesn't always translate. And like Gil made a good point when we did the, re uh, the review of the year that it doesn't tend to kind of translate um, into the into the year because of off season and everyone's yeah. fresh. So 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It'll be good to see her back, play, you know, going deeper at a Grand Slam. She's obviously made a final in the past, so uh, she's got the ability. And I feel like on a faster hard court, it may not be her forte, but at the same time, she's got a good enough like counter punching game to do something on the surface. So, I guess we'll see. But hopefully, that answers your question, Jack Captures. Um, I'm assuming that's a photography channel or something, maybe. Check that out later. And oh, yeah, poor linesmen, how they get their money. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's unfortunate that they should retrain as like part of the Hawkeye staff or something. That's what they should do. Well, it's not that like, well, I used to, I used to know a guy. Like, actually, one of my uni teachers was a lines person, but he oh. ran a, he ran an architect's business and then on the off season, like when he'd had time off, he'd do that for fun. So I don't think oh. most of them are doing it full time anyway. That they could be deep. drivers. I mean, there's heaps yeah. of jobs. Like I, my, one of my high school teachers was a, was an Australian open driver. She'd always talk about like, Oh, I had Roger in the back seat. Like it was just like, <laughs> like she'd tell us all the stories about uh, all the players she drove from the hotels to the tournament. So there's a lot of jobs. Um, oh, if they man. would, if somebody was really, that's really so wanted to keep standing out working there. That means Security. a lot, a lot, a lot of people are doing because they just want to see the players up close for free. They're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> get to see, get to see. Djok I'm on court with Djokovic. Yeah, the other day. Yeah. Easy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was the gender of the voice of the automatic line calling because I saw I've dated the manager. In. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually heard it. Is there a voice? There I think no they, voice, is there? I know they did. Um... I don't know if it was Australian Open a couple of years ago. They had like Rod Laver. They had like like Australian greats. Yeah. Did the lines like the, did did the, like the voiceovers. Oh. Um. Okay. No, maybe it was Laver Cup. Did had Rod Laver doing? It. I can't remember. They do sometimes. They do put in some effort and they make it like it's not just like a you know random AI voice. It's it's <laughs> like they they pre-record them from players. Oh. So I'm not sure. I need to have one from uh, like. Superman's little like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> his dad. <laughs> I should have one of those <laughs> grand ones. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, Laura says, still can't believe Cam almost got Carlos's autograph. Yeah, yeah. He just he just shunned you. It's fine. Next time, next time, Cam. Yeah, he was. No, he saw me and he's like, like, I don't like. You. I know who you are, and he left. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked straight past me. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> No. Like, I I remember what you said about me on that stream on the twenty second of November. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, at minute fifty seven. <laughs> yeah. You said I couldn't win Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah, you picked Djokovic. That's what it was. <laughs> you remembered. I didn't exactly. pick him. Oh, can you can you imagine? Well, uh, just what do you make of Steph Matteo? So yeah, who did you pick? Did you pick Matteo to come through that then? Uh, I don't know. I mean. It, I, that could be the most hyped, one of the most hyped matches that ends up in retirement. Hmm. Like, City Pass didn't, has not looked good. No. And if he goes down like a set and a break and his back's killing him, he might just pull the pin. Like, that could be, that could be really, like, I, I'm not going to get too, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. We're going to definitely watch it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Mateo should win if they both play the entire match, but then he hasn't played much. Like he yeah. pulled, didn't he pull out of something? Did he pull out of something in? Or he didn't play the um, United Cup for yeah. Italy. So, 
yeah, they're both like big question marks. But Steph, look like seeing him on court, he looks doesn't look great. But yeah. Berrettini could look terrible too. So it could just be walking wounded, and they both just like come out looking terrible, and whoever can stay on their feet. But yeah, I don't know. It, I'll go Berrettini because I don't trust City Pass's fitness. Yeah, I think in the draw I picked Steph, but then the more I think about it, the more I'm like, should I pick Berrettini because of the whole injury saga that's mm. going on with him right now? And especially because I feel like I feel like if Steph has to go four or five, then I start leaning more towards mm. Berrettini because because yeah. I just feel like Berrettini won't play unless he's fit. Like he tends to pull out if he feels like he can't go four or five. Since he doesn't tend to retire from matches, apart from that match against Runa where it looked like he was going to get double bageled, but um, yeah. <laughs> I think he was probably really bad at that point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, that'll be a great match though. And I do wonder whether it might be a bit similar to the Murray Berrettini match last year, where you get a, like a really tight one. Uh, We're gonna, like, they played they played a lot, but Steph's won them all. Um, oh, really? They were, they were supposed to play in 2021, but Berrettini pulled out. What's the head to head the total? 3 0 okay. Steph. So Berrettini's never beaten him, but they played last year at the United Cup and it was a three-setter. That was close, that one, I remember. That, that was a really good close. match, actually, yeah. So, I mean, if they're both healthy, Steph probably wins in four, but mm. if, uh, I don't know, five sets, Berrettini maybe, or yeah. maybe, I mean, yeah, Berrettini last year against Murray. I mean, does he remember that? Hopefully not. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure he does, yeah. That's, is there such a thing as a Fazan curse here? No, there isn't, actually. Only Fazan special. That's it. Um, There's no such thing as a cam curse. I don't know. What you, I don't know who said Dan. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what is the cam curse? Is that you There's saying no that people are going to win and they There's lose? No <laughs> Netflix curse is the only curse. That's it. That's the only one. There's nothing else. I don't know so, what you're talking about. Someone explained to me how the cam curse works. That's what I mean. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't. <laughs> it's just something that the chat like to say for fun. <laughs> there is a Fazan special though. I do. I've, I have been to. Uh, for that special, yeah. yeah. Well, to be fair, people who I, I put some clips of me playing on the channel, and I'm pretty sure people mm. are like, "No, for that special." You just gotta keep you like you just like haven't. I haven't done there's, it. there's one of me playing a drop shot. To be fair, uh, so but <laughs> no for that special comments. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, a little short there as well. <laughs> um, sausage bird doesn't look good. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen her actually, to be honest, uh, this year so far. Yeah. But did she play? Has she last even week? played? Has she played last week or something? Did she? I don't think she played. She didn't play. No, Cup. she hasn't played. How can you? But maybe, the, maybe he's talking about warm ups and stuff. But you know what? What I will say, chat is very, very difficult to really judge anything about. Uh, like, well, when it comes to warm ups, like I just feel like it's really, really difficult to like gain any sort of like judgment about how someone is uh form wise you're laughing yeah. at this comment from dan aren't you <laughs> i've seen a couple of things in the chat it's like have you miserable side of me just woken up <laughs> hey look when we when i went to kuyo on the other day and i walked in it was set point and 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 hashing off double folder that had nothing to do with me all right that was, <laughs> it was a coincidence that the first point i saw was a double fold right it had nothing i didn't oh. i didn't come in and then he double folded right it was nothing to where, do with where me. is the kyong exhibition where is it being held in melbourne so oh, it's, uh, it was about a 10 minute drive 
from uh, or about about it's about ten minutes, like depending on traffic. Um, and the, the place is called like the suburb or the town is called Kuyong. So okay, um, it's a small part of like just outside of the the city. Um, I guess it's kind of the similar to like I guess how Wimbledon and Queens Club, like that kind of distance. Like hey, you've got like you know the Queens Club is kind of like shoved in the middle of this suburban area. Same thing with Kuyong. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a very nice area. It's a very nice area. A lot of people with a lot of, uh, big houses with oh, a lot okay. of gates, a lot of, a lot of gated communities. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit like, uh, oh, what's that exhibition tour they have for the UK? The grass one. Oh yeah. 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 I've got what's called the one that Armani always sponsors. The, oh, the yeah, Georgie Armani classic or something, isn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's on that similar. Yeah. It's a really nice like club. As well, the the Kuyong mm. tennis long tennis club. It's really nice. Mm. Have you played there? I have. Uh, I played down the back on their uh, clay courts. <laughs> They've got two <laughs> clubhouses. They've got the the main one where like it's got like the valet parking and all yep. the fancy stuff. Um, and, and then, then there's, there's like a shed down the back <laughs> and the peasant yeah area for everyone well, else. Over there, and you go walk, <laughs> you walk past all the grass courts that are nice, and then you go play yeah. on the. On the dirt down the back, and then, but we did get we did get food in the restaurant after because the all the players we played were members, so awesome. they did let us in, but we had to take off our shoes and put our bags in the lockers. It was a real whole thing, but it, it was a great lunch. Uh, have you ever played on uh, actual grass courts? No, I haven't. There's only a few around. Um, I, I played last year. Oh yeah, I played in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, basically, there's like a there's a so Wimbledon have built like. Uh, it's a place it's rains park which you might know because you yeah you, i've heard you, of that yeah yeah so that so it's not too far from one and they've got their like they built uh like part of like sw19 and wjti is called as lta have built like a, a center so it's indoor mm-hmm. courts and outdoor courts they're, they're hard courts uh, and yeah. they're like really good standard and then they also have grass courts which like some of the qualifying used to be there and like also they have practice like some of the players will practice there but they open it to the public like after wimbledon Oh, cool. So you okay. can book it. And so I like played on it and it's like it wasn't a hundred percent what I was expecting. I played on artificial grass. Yeah. And like artificial grass skids a lot. It's like super quick. Yeah. And like grass was like relatively quick, but like it bounces a lot more than I was expecting. Like slice okay. obviously helps a lot, like skids on, but like when you play top spin shots, like you don't expect it to pop as much as it does, like on the surface. It's like really it's, it's kind of a bit weird to be honest in that way. But okay. uh, and also the other thing is movement. I thought oh, I might slip and stuff because they're the players. They're like, they're like, oh, movement's such a big deal. Like, oh, I might slip over and stuff. And like, I was like, it's fine. Like, mm. I don't know whether it's because I've grown up like running around in a park, but where have these guys been running around when they've been growing yeah. up? Because I didn't have an issue at all. I was like, it's so weird. <laughs> like, I, I, I can see why it might be difficult to move on clay because like you have to slide, but like grass. Yeah. I, was, I was like, it's fine. Like, weird, but yeah, that's a good experience. It's uh, yeah. awesome. Uh, but yeah, Jabir, what do you think of her chances? Though, do you think she like? Do you have any real expectations of her like being challenging, or do you think she's just gonna? Not really. Um, I mean, on Draver's second round, that's the one. Yeah. I think that's when we'll find out whether or not she is gonna do something because she loses on Draver. You know, we'll, we move on, but then she beats on Draver's second round. Krajikov is not in great form, so. There's not a might not be a chance they play in the fourth round. She could she probably makes the quarters if she gets to Andreva. She or, or she'll lose to Andreva. 
So it's kind of it's similar to um, who was I thinking? It's, it's very similar to somebody like um, I mean, kind of like Alcaraz. Uh, once you get through that first round where the tough player is, it kind of just opens up, and there's not that many tough players. I mean, Osaka versus Garcia is similar too. You know, if Osaka gets through that first match, there's a couple of good matches for her that she should be able to win. Um, so, yeah, like it's hard because yeah, same with Medi. You know, we haven't watched them because they haven't played. So, whereas last year she made what the semis of Adelaide, so at least we saw that. Yeah, we did. So it's a bit weird. Know. She hasn't played anything. I wonder whether she's still not 100. percent Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Oh, she played that exhibition against Sabalenka, but then I think might have hurt herself in that exhibition if I remember mm. watching it correctly. She also I'm... definitely did not play a pro- like. I feel like an exhibition is almost like perfect for Jabir for like if you're the crowd oh, watching, yeah. but like you know, like Alcaraz or like Mario, they might take it a bit more seriously. I feel like with her, she's like, great, I can play, I can play as many drop shots as I would like. Like yeah. I can play some tweeners and I can I can play my slices and it's like perfect for exhibition tennis. So. Yeah, she was. She, I think she was loving it, but where <laughs> Sabalenka just blasting the ball from the other side of the court, like, <laughs> like thank yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, does any Australian Open food challenges between you and Campers on? I don't know what, what is this. I don't think so. What, what well, type I mean, of food challenges? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about eating food at three in the morning, but <laughs> like, <laughs> if it was reversed, I'd be like, I'm not having. I'm not eating hot dogs at. 4 a.m. doing a hot dog challenge or anything like that. If I eat that, if I eat, I'll definitely fall asleep at 3 a.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, actually, imagine if Penko was on the Hawkeye staff. <laughs> oh, man, she'd be, she'd probably scrap the whole system, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> Lenegra's Mateo always looks good. That's true. He's a good-looking <laughs> chap. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from humble beginnings. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> actually, he's a good example of a player who hasn't had a like really privileged upbringing, and he still managed mm. to like do really well as a tennis player. There's not that many around, to be fair, like that have made yeah. it to like top twenty, for example. Like Djokovic is obviously yeah. the the best example, but. Like, Tiafo, yeah, and Tiafo, yeah, in. exactly, and Tiafo as well. But they, they're, they're like very far and few between. There's not a whole host of them. Like tennis is an expensive sport, so mm. a lot of the players have come through like the college system on the US side, or like they've had parents who are really wealthy, or they've had people in their family that were like you know pro sportsmen in some other sport, like Sebastian Corda, for example. Or, like, yeah, um, Nadal's uncle used to play for like Barcelona, yeah, um, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, like yeah, true. it's like really interesting. Like Fed's parents were like filthy rich, so like it just like makes a big difference, right? Like if you've got that yeah. money, so uh, he's definitely uh, one. Oh, what's this? Team has a huge chance of beating a seed in a slam for once. This has come back. Yeah, I said that in my yeah. my draw preview. The only thing is, I don't think there's an asterisk by it because Felix isn't in great form. I don't. I don't think that's why, but. It's not the same as, like, say, he's so close to being Sitsipas last yeah. year at Wimbledon, for example. I feel like if he'd be- done that, that would have been huge. Um, but FA's kind of, he lost to Hanfram, wasn't it? Was it Hanfram in the first round of the ASB Classic or something? Mm, or Adelaide? I think so, yeah. yeah, so he's still not in great form, but it would be a 
I'm sure it'll be a confidence booster. Who who do you have making out of that match, by the way? Yeah, I've got team. Um, team looked good against Rafa first set as he well. Did. Yeah, he looked in, great. Maybe he plays like that. Yeah, yeah, and Felix. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been the last twelve months have been so hard to watch. So you just think, well, if he lost, had he have made like the semis last week, you would have been able to pick him, I guess, with more confidence. But yeah. I, I've got team. I still think it goes probably four or five sets. I don't think team's going to make it like easy on himself, <laughs> but he should win that. Um, he should win it. Uh, but that would be, that's a great, like, I know, like, when I used to go to the Australian Open a lot more, yeah. Um, I'd always go like the first couple of, like, the first four days are the best. First, yeah, second yeah. rounds. That match could be on an outside free court that you could go watch yeah. and, and you could pay the ground pass for $30 and get to see it. Yeah. So if you go to tennis, Find out where that's being played. It's probably going to be played on Kia Arena or one of those arenas where it's not like you know have to pay extra to get in. So that would be an epic to go watch. Um, I mean, two former top ten guys. You know, like that's that's the kind of match that I would go see. Um, and the crowds on the outside courts have a little bit more to drink, so <laughs> they're a little bit more rowdy as well. So yeah, that that would be an epic, and it has, it has potential to five sets. Um, could be one of the matches of the first round, you know. I, I think I like that. I kind of like that match a little bit more than Sidibes Berrettini because they're both not in form, but they're both not yeah. in form, so they're both at the same. Yeah. Whereas the other guys are both like injury, so you don't know who's going to be hurt more. But yeah, that that has a lot of potential. That's true. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sidibes injured. Yeah. Back issue. Yeah. I think. She says, has there ever been a great tennis player who never who was never injured? I, I I have no idea. I'm assuming no, mm. because injuries are just part of the sport. I mean, I, at least they would have had a niggle. If you're saying mm. they have any injuries that kept them out of matches, maybe not, but I'd be surprised still. Um, but did, I mean, Borg retired so quick. Did he have time to get injured? Did Borg have I mean, any big he, he retired at what, 29.30? I think he retired He must have been injured. At, For uh, the, start, like, the first retirement, he came back. I know he came back. yeah, yeah. yeah. He must he have, have any though. major I mean, injuries. Oh, maybe not major injuries, yeah. But they must have had some injuries where they were out for like, you know, a couple of weeks or a month. Or, yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah, and the thing is, there will always be injuries that are, are like are not disclosed as well, especially back in the day because they were bigger breaks, oh, yeah. right? In between tournaments. So, especially in the off season, mm. like, they must have had some. Did Connors uh, have in- I mean, Connors must have had injuries. He played for so long. He would have yeah. had injuries at the end when he was still playing at 35. Yeah. He must have had something. Yeah, Pete Sampras wasn't. Yeah, I think he didn't. He have... Sampras struggled at the end, though. Yeah, like with, he did. Yeah, with, with injury, so there was like that, just like I guess like wear and tear. But if you're talking major injuries like knee and you know, shoulder and stuff, I mean, Nadal's dealt with a lot. Federer obviously had a lot. Djokovic had the shoulder, you know, for, for or the elbow for six months. So yeah, and Serena, I mean, she's had stuff. So. Yeah, not really. I mean, there's not too many. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's very rare, mm. uh, in honesty. But Lendl, yeah, I don't know if because Lendl Maybe. was like the first to become a machine and take training seriously, um, and treat his body right. <laughs> but I don't know. Interesting, but yeah, and plus they had the coverage back then. You wouldn't know as much. They wouldn't have reported as much because. You'd be able to hide things a lot more and 
you know, whereas now it's like everyone's got a phone, everyone's got a camera. You can see the slightest. Like the only reason most of us would have seen Djokovic in practice get hurt is because someone recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that wouldn't have happened. That's true, actually. So there would have been, yeah, that, that's the thing, right? I think there would have been a lot more hidden injuries yeah. back in the day because of, like, lack of Well, Lendo had back problems, apparently. So does Sampras. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Sampras makes sense because he's such a big server, right? He used, mm, to really, yeah. he used to really bend his back, like, literally mm. serving, so that's not a surprise. Um, I feel like with platform stances as well, they bend their backs more because yeah. uh, with, like, pinpoint, you're able to kind of, like, go through the yeah. motion so you don't have as much stress on your back whereas pinpoint it's like you have to explode off the like ground you don't have the momentum like going forward to throw your back takes a lot more strain yeah. from it but um yeah does consider win five sets you think i mean is that just a general question asking if you can win five sets if it is then yes if you're saying someone specific then i don't know but has he yeah i'm just has he won a five setter lately so I know Roland Garros, he lost the five setter, didn't he? To he lost, uh, yeah, Altmaier, he lost a, wasn't it? And he lost the five sets at uh, the Australian Zverev. Was Zverev? And he lost oh, Zverev. yeah, and the US Open, yeah. So, ah, that's a good question then, actually. Fine, I'll take it back. The three of the um, last four, he's lost in five. And then if you want yeah. to go back to 22, he lost in five to Alcaraz, right? So it's like, and then Jock, how far have we come back? And well, he goes Jock to Jock in 22. He lost in a five setter in his last... That means he's lost... Five out of his last six slams, right? He's lost in five. That's the last time he won a five setter. That's probably that the question. doesn't make good reading. Has he even mm. won one in his career? That's the question, isn't it? Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like you said, it does depend who he plays. You know, we're not talking like he lost to like Old Mayor was crazy. Wow, was random, crazy, wasn't it? Oh, um, man. But like City Pass that's shown up in last year, okay, that's fair. Zverev, okay. You know, it's not like Zverev hasn't won anything. Um Djokovic, we understand. Alcaraz, we understand. I mean, if he plays a five setter against like who's in his who's in his section, I mean I think he gets he doesn't get through Djokovic in five, but I don't think I mean Djokovic in five would be hard for for everybody, right? But not especially for Maybe sinner psychologically more so. If they go to a fifth, he might think, "Whoops, I yeah. haven't done, haven't won this for a while." It would be cool to see Sinner play like a five setter against someone early. Yeah, Rublev. I mean, Rublev quarterfinal five set could be a thing. Maybe I don't know. That's interesting. I need to find out whether he's actually won a five set match. I don't know if he has. Yeah, I feel like he won. I feel like last year's Australian Open, he was down two sets, eleven came back, but it was one of those. He lost the first two sets and then he just completely wrecked it in the next three. Yeah, was, I think you're right. It might was it, was it the, US Open, maybe? He it played someone. Fuchsovic, maybe. Oh, Fuchs, yeah, I think you're right. Fuchsovic, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think what it was. Let's have a look. Was it US Open? Or? And he lost the first two and it was like, oh no. And then he just kind of went like two, three, three. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Favrin could be on four. Australian Open. Yeah, it's a third round. Yeah, so he was no, actually, so he came back from two sets to love down to win in five. Yeah, 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 six four. Six, so it's four six four six six one six two six love. No, oh, yeah, okay. Bizarre, yeah. So, so that kind of like, like lost actually. the first two and then just kind of cleaned up Djokovic yeah. style. <laughs> yeah, he basically did to Fuchsovic what Djokovic did to him at Wimbledon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. uh, levels, mm. levels. Uh, Hosep says Felix in five. Yeah. 
Yeah, it could be. Could be. I think someone said that they're going to burn each other out, most likely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shouldn't be surprising, yeah. I guess. Borg was 26. Okay, I stand corrected. Borg made up an injury once to visit his girlfriend at the time. <laughs> Rotterdam, 1975. He had a bit of an abdominal muscle strain at Wimbledon, 1976. Statman Pat, thank you. In with the stats, we like it. Del Potro. Who said Del Potro? That's just harsh. That's just... Below yeah. the belt, Sean. Below the belt. <laughs> Outrageous oh, comment. Yeah, back injuries, severe back problems. Yeah, gone. That's fine. Fitness issues with Sinner on a five. I don't know if it's fitness though. I don't know. I feel like maybe it was in the past, but I haven't noticed yeah. it recently. I feel like I feel like the US Open one to Zverev wasn't fitness. That was just a yeah. memory. He just just lost. Like it was a seesaw match as well because I think it was uh, like Sinner won a set, then Zverev, then Sinner, then Zverev, or the other way around, and then last set obviously Zverev won. Um, so I don't think it was. I think it was just a seesaw match in the end. Uh, let me yeah, see. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because like we've seen him in best of three cramp and get blisters, yeah. but then like if you look at the the matches that he has lost over the last couple, like yeah, Djokovic at Wimbledon, okay, Alcaraz at the US wasn't fitness problems; it was just Alcaraz with the crazy comeback. Yeah, Australian Open last year, Sidney Pass winning in five. I think it was. I don't know if it was fitness related. The Altmaier match was just random. Um, and then, yeah, and then Zverev, the, the thing with Zverev, though, I th- and I've only just, from last week, kind of just caught onto it. His fitness is underrated. No, no, like, he, great, yeah. like he was, like against Sinner, he shouldn't have won that match at the no. US Open. I mean, it was, went forever. And, and then he does what he did at the United Cup. I mean, his, his fitness levels are super underrated. Yeah, no, he's um, got... His conditioning is very good. He doesn't tend mm. to gas at all, actually, no, or have any physical think... issues. Uh, so he had obviously that massive injury, but normally yeah. with him, it's not to do with fitness. It's normally to do with the, the way that he's playing. Um, yeah. And the one thing that I noticed in the United Cup is that he was playing a lot more aggressively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, especially going for more on the backhand side, like I feel like he obviously trusts that side a lot more. Yeah. And he was going through it a lot more, like trying to hit winners, like going, finding bigger angles, going for like smaller targets. And I was looking at it thinking, okay, this is interesting. He still looks a little bit lump, like lumbers a little bit to the net. I'm still yeah, not yeah. convinced that I feel like he's very slow getting up to the net, which is a weird one. I don't know whether it's just not supernatural to him. Um, but there's less of the loopy mm. forehands cross court, like safe options all the time. Yeah. With him. So, uh, but yeah, he defends well. Like, the people yeah. watch him. If you watch him, like next time you see him chat, like just watch him, like move side to side laterally, and like also how he stretches to the ball, um, and just generally like how he's able to defend. He's he's very very solid. Like he's up there, some of the mm. best I think. Um, I wouldn't say he's up like a Djokovic level, but he's not that far off in honesty. Um, and he defends the backhand corner really well because his backhand's mm. so solid, like similar to like a Medvedev. In that sense, so uh, that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, Sinner uh, US Open 22, one in five sets against Altmaier and Navashka, and then oh. an epic against Alcaraz. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Statman Pat. Draper and Bublik later. 
Yeah, that's later on today. That'll be a good match. Are you covering yeah. that? No, this week I've sort of I've been more. Uh, I don't know how crazy next week's going to be. So uh, it's kind of been uh, taking the back seat. And plus, going to the tennis. And I mean, you've got you know as well as I do that we've got to put videos out for all the previews and all the stuff that's coming up. So um, I'm saving myself for next week because, like, I think um, Pagula Kazakin is on tonight as well. I mean, yeah, there's a lot is, of yeah. interesting matches coming that's up. Some decent matches. Yeah, I saw them. Yeah, yeah. And if Rabakner had won, I think it would have been Penko Rabakner if that had. You know. Yeah, that would have been. Even Kuyong. Right. Kuyong had some good matches. Sinner versus Rude was yesterday. I think Runa, you know, play played a, a day. So there's a couple of um I would I mean I've been watching the, I've been watching more tennis than I've been streaming this week, which is a nice change, but <laughs> that changes on Sunday. <laughs> and, and you won't you won't have to you won't get to sleep. So <laughs> uh, can't wait, yeah. <laughs> Two weeks of sleepless nights. That's yeah. it. <laughs> At least I'm lucky. I've got some some helpers, whereas I feel like true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've done yeah. well. Got some people to help out. Uh, Sean says attacking players gas out more. Um, I mean, I guess technically they shouldn't if they're trying to shorten the points. Yeah, you would imagine. Well, this is a bit of a tricky question because if you okay, I'll put it this way. If you have two players who have the same level of fitness and one plays a more aggressive style, one plays a more defensive style, then you would assume the person playing more defensive style is going to play longer points and ultimately will gas out first because the person who plays more attacking tennis, he's either going to win points by hitting winners or or force errors or he's just going to you know, hit an unforced error a lot quicker than that a more defensive player who's got better shot tolerance is going to be involved in more crawling rallies. Mm. But then obviously then have to, that's not the reality because you're going to have players who have better fitness than others and vice versa in the style. So there's like two factors to, to kind of cater in there. Um, yeah. So in that sense, but you agree with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, if I, if you take like, I don't know, Zverev and Alcaraz, for example, mm. Play totally different styles. One's attacking. One's attacking. One's not. I guess. I mean, yeah. If you're if you're an attacking player, it, yeah. I mean, if you flip it around and you're an attacking player your whole career, and then you have to go the. I mean, the best kind of comparison would be like a UFC or a boxing kind of like. Mm. You got like Floyd Mayweather defends right. He's going to go twelve rounds every day. Yeah. So his fitness level is going to be better than someone who wants to knock someone out in the first round. Like Conor McGregor is probably the best example of someone who gasses out, right? Yeah. For those sports, it would be the same. You think that maybe someone who's grown up playing short matches, winning quick points, if they have to play a five-hour match, they're not going to be able to go the distance. Whereas if someone like a Zverev or a Medvedev who's like, "Well, I'm just going to stand back here and grind the baseline yeah. for five hours," they're going to be better. But I guess then, I mean, the best players are the ones that can play aggressive. And then, but also have to play five hours yeah. if they do. I mean, that's that's what you want. You want to be be able to do both. I mean, Federer, right? He he was more aggressive, but he can play five hours yeah. without having to, yeah, you know, without breaking down. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough one. It's an interesting one because then you can. I mean, then surface comes into it if you want to get yeah, it's true. Get real deep. It's like, well, we're we playing on clay or we're we playing on grass. Yeah, so no, like, that's well, yeah. So conditioning has got a big part. That's basically what you're saying, which mm. is which is a good point because yeah. like 
some players have better condition than others um which is why i try to simplify by saying like yeah. i was like well it's fine like two players exactly the same fitness but yeah i think um surface plays a big part as well as you said because some players for example not even just surface but like conditions some players are affected mm. by the heat a lot more than others like yeah uh, you saw like novak is probably the fittest player on tour and then he struggles he struggles a lot when it's like extreme heat but he still he mm. gets through it but He'll still like throw up and stuff. Like he, he looks, he, he struggles with it to a degree. Um, and then surface wise, some players, if they don't move well, for example, on clay, then they feel like they're yep. a bit stuck in the mud a little bit. So they can't slide well. Then they kind of, the, the way that they're moving is very like labored. Um, and similarly, like on grass, some players might feel like it's easier to move on. Or if yeah. they're kind of watching their steps a lot, then mentally it uses up a lot of energy and then that kind mm. of translates to physical energy when you're constantly thinking i'm going to slip i'm going to slip like you know it's one of, like so there's like all these different facts which is interesting and psychology comes into it to a degree as well but with the um, psychology in that yeah. i just a random thought like playing at the level that we've probably played yeah we don't have a shot clock like we don't have like a not a shot clock like a timer yeah so like if i played for two and a half hours i wouldn't know it i'd probably yeah. feel it but i wouldn't know it but yeah. like knowing, like looking over and going, man, it's three hours, and seeing like the clock <laughs> yeah. in, like the Rolex clock, just like big bold letters, yeah, like numbers, yeah. I'd be like, man, that that hurts, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's a whole thing that. Yeah. I mean, I guess they can go one of two ways, right? Because if if they if they see the clock and it's like three hours and they feel fine, they might be like, ah, oh, yeah, this is great. I can keep on going for it. You know what I mean? Whereas if they look at it and they, if they've got a slight doubt, they're feeling a little bit fatigued and they look at it, like you're saying, they're probably like. Well, yeah, I don't feel great now. I know why, and yeah. that's the yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The spirals, yeah. I feel good. It's three yeah. hours. Oh man, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm feeling bad. Yeah, I wonder whether that factors into like the cramp and stuff, right? Because obviously, like stress, mm. I think. Uh, and I'm not a doctor, but I'm, I think stress also like like helps with the build up of lactic acid as well. So then, obviously, yeah. that would like cause people to cramp more as well because they're probably looking at the clock saying like, "crap," like I'm. And then also the other thing is with the scheduling. And then mm. in the past, they're probably thinking, and I need to play like, <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. like, how much sleep am I going to get? <laughs> Realistically, oh, yeah, that time. would, yeah, if it's like three in the morning, you're like, and you yeah. start thinking about, I got to do a press conference after this, and I've got to yeah. do that's you're, you're probably going to lose then if you think that way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why, yeah, better, better, better men than us, that's for sure. When it comes yeah. to this, it's <laughs> why we're here and they're on court, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Dance the Bublik versus Alcaraz could be a great match if it happened. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We we agree on that. And uh, what do you on guys think afternoon. about? Eager... Sorry, say that again. Put that on. Put that on a hot afternoon, like a yeah, that'd be... thirty degree day in like on a like two o'clock in the afternoon. That would be when Bublik service is most dangerous. That's what yeah. would make that fun. That's true. That's a good point. Says, what do you guys think about Iga having a dominant year like the past? I like on the men's picked a different slam winner for all four slams. (laughs) So, um, look, I mean, we'll see whether like she's able to dominate like she did in 2022 when she won two slams, and last year, of course, she didn't. We had a different Mm. slam win each, um, each one last year, which was nice to see. Actually, It it was good, but yeah. I would be surprised if she wins the Australian Open given her draw um, this year. So that leaves Roland Garros Wimbledon in the US Open. I mean, I don't think she would win Wimbledon, so she might win Roland Garros in the US Open. We'll see. But 
she'll definitely dominate to some degree. She'll be at the top of the game. I don't think she's going to drop off anywhere near. Like you know, she's yeah. not going to she's not going to land outside the top three. That's for sure. Um, no, no, the, in my no. opinion, anyway. Unless she unfortunately picks up a really big injury or something. Yeah, I'm the, I think the same. I think French opens hers. Clay court season still hers, and yeah. then yeah, like uh, before the draw, you probably I probably thought well. Yeah, I mean, the Australian Open is still sort of random. Like, yeah. you know, we've had Barty, Cannon, Osaka a couple of times, you know, even toward like Wozniacki, Serena won it, and then Kerber. And, you know, so there have been like chances, but with the draw, you go, oh, it's not looking, it's not going to be, maybe not this year, but yeah, it's um, it, the thing, the difference between 2022 and 23 was that everyone got better. Though. Yeah, like with with Fiontech, she was like Barty left, she stepped up, but then everyone in 2022 was like, we have to be better to compete with her. So then last year, and she didn't have a bad year. She just, I mean, if you look at who she lost to, she loses to Rebecca in her fourth round Australian Open, yeah. which we all know is a tough match. She wins the French Wimbledon. She is probably going to be a hardest one to win, especially yeah, with the opposition who are playing. She loses to Svetlana, which is an upset, but also Svetlana's we know what she can do on at slams and on that surface as well, especially. And then she loses Ostapenko. So you're like, well, if she doesn't play Penko, she doesn't play Rabakini, she probably makes a final somewhere else at least. And then yeah. she stays on top. Whereas Sabalenka's run at slams is a little bit better because she didn't have to play as many, you know, kryptonite players, I guess is the, is the phrase. Um, so if she gets a good draw, like or, or like this tournament, you know, let's say Rabakina pulls out or falls or, or falls off, or like Ostapenko doesn't play well, she could do have a good run here and get a lot of points. But yeah, uh, I mean, everyone's getting Sabalenka's gotten better, Goff's gotten better, Rabakina is getting getting a ranking up because you know the points have been given to her now. So um, Pagula is consistent, could beat Fiontech here and there. We've seen. Um, I think everyone's just gotten better, which. Yeah, and then Osaka coming back. We don't even know what that could mean. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it will be dominant this year. Maybe yeah. the clay, though. I think the clay, she might only lose, like, a handful of matches, two matches, yeah. three, maybe. But I agree. I agree. Economical poet, can you get ever win Wimbledon? Well, Wimbledon, probably not. Wimbledon, <laughs> maybe. Sorry, it's late, so I'm going to – there's some sarcasm creeping in. Um <laughs> All right, Jimmy yeah. Connors calls it Wimbledon, and he's he won it, so he go well, well, no excuse, <laughs> yeah. no excuse. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah, Fiontech. <laughs> yeah, I think she can. I just don't think it'll be now. I think she'll. It might be a bit of uh, like an adjustment with the movement and the surface. And I think the issue with her is that she's always going to be most likely going deep at Roland Garros, and then it's very difficult to turn around and just go on yeah. to a completely different surface. And she doesn't normally play a warm up tournament before. So it's hard going in, like basically completely cold into into Wimbledon, and mm. uh, yeah, and it's also not the most natural surface. But I think she'll win at least one in her career. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think she'll get one. I thought like I thought last year was her best chance, considering like the draw. Everyone who she doesn't want to play was down the bottom. So I thought la- last year was her best chance, and it could be her best chance for another like in the next five years because I think Sabalenka. I mean, we all. Do we think Goff's going to win a, a, a Wimbledon? I mean, that's where she broke out, right? Yeah. So Rabakin sure. is still, you know, the, the, all those big hitters are going to always probably beat her more than not, more than not. But I think, I think she'll get one. Um, 
I think it'll be her la- like the last one she needs. I think she'll win Australia before Wimbledon at some point. Maybe not this year, but um, the US Open, that's, that's kind of like Alcaraz. Like the US Open was the one that <laughs> I guess maybe was a lot of people's like, you know, random slam kind of thing. And it was, oh, maybe, but yeah, I think uh, Wimbledon will be her last, but she will get one. She'll just dominate the French. It'll probably be when she loses the French early and then she gets more time to practice. So That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what is Cam's prediction for the Australian Open? Yeah, who are your winners then? Who did you pick? Um, I've got, I picked last year, did the whole week before the end of the year predictions to see how they go. And I picked Rebecca to win the women's and I picked Djokovic to win the men's because, I mean, if you don't pick Djokovic, I, I mean, how... I mean, <laughs> How do you not pick him? Yeah, the wrist is sore, but also his leg was sore and he killed he killed everybody last year. So, <laughs> so Djokovic Rabakin, I'm gonna stick with Rabakin even though I'm a little worried. Yeah. I went Sabalenka, I would have I would have picked Sabalenka maybe if I didn't pick after like I, her draw is better, but I'll go yeah. I'll stick with Rabakina. Yeah, I went Djokovic Sabalenka as well, but we'll mm. see. We'll see. Which is a bit boring because the winners from last year is very unlikely that would happen again, but I think the French yeah. Open, French, actually, no, probably, I mean, look, the US Open is always the most fun predictions because it is mm. the most open. Yeah. But um, French Open could be fun. I mean, Sviantec should win, but on the men's side, there's a couple of options. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. Djokovic, uh, Djokovic it's obviously. Wide you know, open. It was Rafa, yeah. right? Definitely, so, yeah. And also yeah. the US Open will be open as uh, for everyone because of the Olympics. So people will be tired yeah. after the Olympics. And, and that will be on clay. And then there's some players who... Like they wouldn't have been at the Olympics because whatever yep. countries are not there or whatever, and they well they're just not clay quarters, and they come into the the hard court swing, and they're like, oh, I'm fresh, and then that's going to be interesting to see. Cincinnati is going to be crazy because you got all yeah. the top players playing on clay, all the players that didn't qualify get to go play Canada and Washington, and then we go to Cincinnati with players on hard with hard court form and players with yeah. hasn't played a hard court match in six months, so it's that's going to be a wild event. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. Uh, just, just count the days to Wimbledon for some when you're up savage hours. Will I know? There's great hours for me. No, I will be. <laughs> yeah, Cam will be, yeah. <laughs> Cam will be up then, yeah. Neil says, have more faith in Shriontek. Her win percentage is over 80% overall services, not just clay. It's fair. Yeah, yeah, she's got some crazy stats. But then, I mean, give us the clay court stat because that makes you think, yeah. is she the female Rafa? Like it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah uh, she right. is, isn't she? She is for sure. Rats in his chance. I think we said he's probably got. What do you think? Second favorite. Yeah, if he, if he was down the bottom, I think I'd probably put him second. I put him third favorite because I think Elkris Medvedev, um, one of those. Maybe again, if Medi looks good on day one and two, maybe Medvedev is slightly ahead of Elkaraz. But um, yeah, he's in Djokovic's half, so it's hard to say second favorite because he has to beat Djokovic to do it. But I think uh, top three, minimum. Yeah. Agreed. Economic says Nadal's going to win the French, Novak will win the other three. Oh, be cool. Maybe. Be cool. Uh, do you think WTA players can win 10 slams in the next 20 ish years? Oh, go on, Cam. Yeah. Do think, who do you think can win 10 slams in the next 20 ish years? Beyonce will, I think. Like, she's already got four and she's what, 22. So, yeah. I 30, think by 32, she'll have double digits. I think Goff yeah. will. Oh, you know, I think Goff can get. A handful of Wimbledon's and maybe an Australian Open. I mean, she's what 19, 1 1, but she's been around forever. 
Um, Goff could get there, but I think, yeah, obviously the obvious one's Friantek. Um, I think Osaka can still get 10 slams. She's got four. <laughs> she's taken so much time off. Like, you go, well, if she just, if she doesn't take like years off like she has, yeah. mean, three years ago, she won. And then since then, she's been injured and whatever. Osaka's halfway there. Anyone who's got who's halfway there and has still like, you know, a good five to 10 years left, you'd think, well, you know, especially she, when yeah. someone has like, you know, well, unfortunately for Osaka, it's like two, two of the four are realistic and two of the four are unrealistic. Yeah. Whereas Shviontek has four out of four chances every year. So, you know, she should. Um, yeah, Saka is interesting as well because she can you imagine if she wins six slams as like a mother, that would be crazy. Like, mm. I don't think anyone would have done that, so yeah. uh, that would be impressive. But yeah, I've always thought that Wimbledon she should do better given her game, but yeah, um, she just hasn't managed to click there. I think lack of experience on that surface as well, to be fair. Yeah, um, true. And uh, oh, Jose has got his hopes up for Novak Alcaraz final. Like <laughs> Sean thinks Andreva will win ten or more slams. Well, I don't know. Mm. Actually, I always forget how young uh, Goff is, only because she's been around since she was sixteen. Yeah. What do, what do you think of her yeah. chances, by the way, at the US? At, sorry, at the Australian Open. Um, obviously, she'll yeah. be confident after winning the US Open. Like, mm. can she get close to going back to back? Yeah, I feel like all the eyes are going to be on her though, and that might be a bit of a problem. Like, you know, she just won the US Open, especially, and I'm not going to give any spoiler away, but she's very much featured at the end of Breakpoint um, <laughs> in the last episode. Uh, so I think a lot of people are going to be like, okay, she got her first. All right. Because, I mean, she was supposed to be the next American yeah. dominant player, right, uh, for the ladies. Like Serena ends, golf starts, and now it's like, okay, where's the 20 plus? So... I think she's going to have a lot of people watching her, which might not help. But she does have a good draw. Fernandez third round, the Osaka possible fourth round. That's that's yeah. the match. Yeah, the fourth agreed. round Osaka Goff. That would be huge. That would be that would be huge. And then, but after that, you know, Zachary or or Hadajmai quarterfinal. So semifinal against Sabalenka is expected. I think. Uh, there's no one again. There's no one. I mean, if she was in Shviontek's part of the draw, then yeah, we would say like you know, Kennan could win or Collins could beat her or whatever. But she doesn't have that many like tough on paper unseated players. So except for Osaka, fourth round. So she should make the semis. Or and if she beats Sabalenka again, well then you go well. Um, then she could win it. She could win it all because Sabalenka's probably the second, third favorite, third favorite. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Um, last few questions, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Economical says Prime Osaka or Ega. Um, have we, I don't even know if we've seen Prime. Prime we've seen Prime Ega. Um, she's only twenty two. Twenty twenty two. I mean, what's Prime Osaka? Is that twenty? I guess the last twenty slash one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's such a hard matchup because. What are we playing on clay? What are we? Are we playing U, U.S. Open? Let's take grass because both are terrible on grass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neutral surface. I if they played, let's say let's say it was twenty twenty slash twenty one Osaka because she won 
back-to-back slams then. And then let's say Shriantic 22. And it was on hard court because that's supposed to be neutral. I'd say I'd say Osaka because Prime Osaka is like Ostapenko times 10. So you think, well, if Penko can beat Shriantek, Osaka is like more aggressive but more consistent. So you'd say Prime Osaka would win, would overpower. It's kind of like Prime Del Potro versus Prime Rafa kind of thing. Like yeah. you go, well, Del Potro at his best just smashed the ball through Rafa. So you kind of go, would it be Prime? You know, But if it was on clay, obviously Shriantek. If it's on grass, probably Shviontek. Probably. Because yeah. Osaka just doesn't play well there. But yeah. I think I think Prime right. I still don't think we've seen Prime Shviontek, but I think Prime Prime Osaka, if it was that 2021 season or 2020 slash one season, then yeah. I, I'd go Prime Osaka for now, but I think Shviontek's still gonna get better, which is gonna get scary. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Ash says, what are the main differences between the Australian Open and the US Open hard courts? The colour. Uh, okay. from, from my knowledge, the Australian Open courts are slightly quicker. Um, mm-hmm. Don't bounce as much, but um, yep. there's not a huge difference. What about you? What, what have you noticed apart from that? Yeah, it used to be that the, the US Open was slower. But yeah. That's, like as in like Change Indian from... Wells slow. Yeah. Um, but that's changed. Yeah, I think it's just the condition, but it's not really the courts. It's more the conditions. Um, but this year's Australian Open, if the weather keeps going the way it's been going, it's been super humid mm. in Melbourne. So it's been real, like like real sweaty weather, which is kind of like New York in summer. So it could be more like US Open weather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the courts in turn, yeah, they're pretty similar. They're pretty much similar. I think the ball might. Like, I mean, the conversation about the tennis ball changes the whole time that's going to have a difference too Agreed, they use a yeah. different ball i think at the us open they use a uh, what they use i know they use a dunlop, dunlop. yeah the dunlop us open too uh what, what at the australian open australian opens dunlop yeah us open no us sure. wilson's wilson uh, extra, extra duty yep yeah so and i use the i've used the us open ball for yeah my i have a ball machine that i haven't used for a year but when i did use it it was um they last way longer they do yeah they do they went a lot, i way use them longer. as well for my indoor stuff they're so good yeah they're great for indoor um tennis the us over mm-hmm. ones to be fair extra duty balls yep got a tin <laughs> right right <laughs> there I'm looking at it looking at it lovingly <laughs> and the clay court tennis balls are cool then that's all the questions. Gentleman says Sabalenka so like one breakpoint. Yeah, just like true. I don't see WTA talent and double digit slam looks. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, thanks, Cam. Appreciate. It. Is there anything that you want to say before we wrap up? No, no, not really. I mean, I was open starts what in forty eight hours. Yeah, it's crazy. It's already here. Yeah, Shelton lost the first set. It's okay. Don't worry, guys. It's not the Australian Open. It's just did he? Oh, no. Who's he playing? Oh, uh, he's playing Lahechka, Is it? No, no. Who's he playing? He's playing. He's playing someone. I think he's playing someone. Oh, Tara, oh, Tara Daniel. Oh, and they had an epic last year. I, I yeah. read. Yeah. So. Okay. Taro Daniel. Hey, it wouldn't be the worst you're thing. Like, you're like two hours late. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello and goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Watch the watch the replay, man. Uh, Linear says thanks. You sound nice together. Thank you. Appreciated. Um, yeah, thanks. Come for being on as as yeah, always. No uh, much appreciated. And uh, you know, I'll I'll catch you in your streams on during uh, yeah. the open, and then yeah, I'm sure I'll catch you after as well. But yeah, yeah good luck with that. And uh, everyone, if you're watching in the UK, then get some sleep. If you're watching in yep. Australia, then have a good rest of the day. And if you're watching anywhere, everywhere in between, then enjoy. I'll give well. you a tip. I'll give everybody a tip. If you're watching in Europe, the way I do it when I have to watch European tournaments in Australia is like get like the day before, get the sleep schedule. Do it now. Because mm. if you do it the day of, you're going to die on day one. So like the day before, just like stay up late as long as possible. Uh, if you don't have a job or if, you know you don't work or you don't, <laughs> you're going to take two weeks off. And then, uh, and that way, you'll at least get ready for day one, and you won't be too tired. <laughs> at least that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, that's a good point. No, agreed. Unless you've got a full-time job like me, then it's impossible. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, that's a hard part. <laughs> so, sorry, guys, I'm gonna work. My work hours are three a.m. to <laughs> three p.m. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wish yeah. But yeah, no. All good. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Nice. If you haven't done so already, which I'm sure I'm pretty sure most of you are already subscribed to come anyway, go and subscribe to him. Otherwise, uh, hit the like button here. Subscribe if you haven't done so, if you want to and uh, want some more content with me and also uh, some other people on the channel as well. Um, good bunch of us. But yeah, cool. Thanks very much, Cam. Good luck on your streams as well. And uh, you too, mate. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks very much.